All right, you sons of bitches. And we're back. I'm not going to say it this time because Gary, we're back. Gary, we're Gary back. likes to say that now. And we're back. Okay, we're back. Um, hey, we're back. And apparently we're back. Uh, this is uh, episode... F- episode... Facts. Jesus fucking Christ. Episode 54. And we're back in the saddle again. That's one way to do it, yeah. Uh, this is uh, episode 54 of Three Dudes and Cold Brews podcast. I am the host with the most... Not really, I just like saying it now because it's fucking funny to me. I'm Eddie Vegas. Hello, no. Steve, a.k.a. Fork. Ah! Dabby tried cutting you, motherfucker. This is a pecking order in here. Shut your fucking mouth, you whore. Anyway, this is Uncle Dobby, and you've all been Dobbified. Now let's get on oh fucking God. Gary Two Scoops. Wow. I guess, I guess I'm Gary Two Scoops. First, before we even start this podcast, we need to discuss how Ed has the worst fucking taste in movies because the Pet Cemetery remake was the absolute garbage worst movie wait, I've wait, ever seen. We can put, put a pin in that. We can do that. I'm glad that I, I can't wait because I'm fired up today too. Real quick, just so everybody knows, before we get going, your boy here is fired the fuck up. Got a good night's sleep. I've had a good fucking weekend after a weird week of uh, brain issues. And I am on a fucking grande Nitro brew from fucking Starbucks. And let me tell you something. I am fucking... Fuck running on Duncan, bro. I'm I'm crackified by fucking Starbucks right now. Those fucking pretentious cunts at the fucking... Ten minutes! I had to wait in a fucking drive-thru. I hope you Ten tip, minutes for one coffee! Well. I hope you tipped him well, Ed. I did. My daughter works at one of them now, so I really can't yell. But I'll tell you what. That fucking coffee, dude... I don't know if I need a grind anymore because your boy is ready to fucking. I'm throw. I'm ready to throw down. I'm talking faster than I normally talk. I'm ready to go. Mouth in the south, motherfucker. Let's go. Debate me, bitch. Mouth of the south. Mouth from the south. I'm stealing Jimmy Hart's thing. Mouth of the south. Whatever the fuck he was. Who cares? Let's go. Let's debate. I'm ready. Pet Cemetery was the worst movie. It's it not was, worst. It was fucking. Wasn't terrible. the worst. It was garbage. No, there's worse. Steve, back me up. Old Nightmare on Elm Street is worse. Thank you. But did he say Nightmare on Elm Street was good? N- no, but you said it's the worst ever. That's my point. He, you, you recommended it and said it was good. I don't. I didn't hate it. I thought it was good. I You're it was an idiot. No, listen. I ha- it's got its flaws. Here's my issue with it. Yeah, you know what the flaw was? It shouldn't have been made. That's the. Flaw. Well, I agree with that. But garbage. Trying to trying to play devil's advocate and trying to fucking you know. Devil's advocate. Now that was a good movie. Here's a, that was a fucking great movie. Great fucking. Lots movie. of titties. I in that saw movie. that at Meadowbrook. Lots Theater. of fucking titties in that Hell movie. Hell yeah. Lots of Charlie Theron. Ow! I almost broke my fucking finger! (laughs) High five's going wrong! Yeah, that's fucking... Ow! God! Dude, turn this one down, guys. You're not gonna need to fucking turn this one up. I just broke Gary's fucking finger. Talking about tits! Yeah, where else can you see a movie where a guy and his sister potentially have sex to make a baby devil? And have it be fucking hot as shit. Hell yeah, oh yeah, that girl's fucking hot as fuck. That's all I'm saying, bro. Dude, I don't give a shit how fucked up and fucking cut up fucking Charlie Theron was, but when she ripped off that fucking robe and we saw that fur burger, hell yeah. In. <laughs> what movie were we talking about? Devil's, Devil's Advocate. Advocate. Oh. I just referred to Charlie Theron's pussy as, as a fur, a fur burger. burger. What about Species? You know what? Not a bad movie. Now, I, I honestly, the first one. I don't think I've ever seen it. <sighs> no of it. Classic. M- fucking, uh, what's his name? Michael Madsen? Classic. Classic. Yeah, I'm gonna get right on your recommendation right now, bitch. It's a good one, and it's got nice titties in it. I'm not, I'm not even a titty guy, but we're talking about horror movies with hot ass titties. Cause I'm just fired up about titties right now. Cause Glow, let's get into Glow real quick. Glow season three. Am I wrong, or the other two seasons not have titties like that? 
There is... They're trying a, to boost the ratings. There's a smidgen of titties. Not like this. A smidgen. A smidgen. Well, because in the first the first season, Allison Bree's getting it from fucking Liberty Bell's husband. Yeah. And you see her boobies. Full blown like that, though? Yeah, because she's, she's like riding them on the that. bed and shit. But like not like this. Like every character. I mean, we almost got a fucking uh, amazing Kong titty. True. Don't want she, that. She Sorry. was. I'll tell you what though. She was fucking awesome in the season. She she did a really good job, man. Acting wise, I was actually impressed with how well she acted, which blew my fucking mind. Because you just don't expect somebody like her to be able to act like that. Because she's a wrestler, you know. Like uh, not because of the right why you know Ray reason why Ray would fucking not like it, but. I'm all about fortune cookie. I definitely <laughs> open up that fortune cookie. Uh, me and you both. Now, are you talking about fortune cookie when the Jew lady played the fortune cookie lady? I'm talking or about the actual. Asian, Chinese you know where she's girl, from? She's, she she's knives in uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I didn't realize that. Did she was annoying as shit in that movie, but yeah. she's she's fucking. I'm a, I'm agreeing. See, I'm a I'm a I'm an Asian cookie man myself. I would love to read a fortune cookie that came out of that cookie. You're welcome. Anyways, back to it. Here's why I didn't hate the new Pet Cemetery, and why I, I I think it deserves a little bit more credit than what Gary's saying. I thought they did a good job with the story itself, changing it up. I didn't hate the fact that they changed the twist in it. I actually thought they did a good job with it. I thought the little girl did a really good job acting as well. I, what my problem was with it was you could tell that they rushed the fuck out of everything because they want to make sure it's within a certain amount of time because that's how movies are made now. They rushed the fuck out of her dying and coming back. And then they also rushed, uh, there was something near the end too, like when she went fucking, like the way they, there was something, I can't remember, there was a second part of the movie that bothered me how fast they rushed it. I also did, I didn't like how they opened the movie with the end of the movie. Like that gave everything away. Like you know what's going to happen, but like they gave everything away. I did like the fact that they ended it the way they did. Like clearly the fucking little kid's going to get killed too. Like they're going to, like, that like three fucking zombified people aren't going to be able to break into a car and eat the baby or whatever the fuck they're going to do with them. Like turn them into a fucking devil baby too. That shit was good. John Lithgow wasn't good in the movie though. He, I think he, that's the only he, reason was, that there was the no, movie got any sort of publicity is because they had John Lithgow. There was no, no need for John Lithgow in that. Movie. I agree. I I just don't. I don't think he, as good of an actor as he is, I don't think he added anything to it. No, he didn't. It could have. It literally could have been anybody in that yeah. fucking role. Yeah, like I think the biggest problem there is is one of the best parts of the first movie was. Fred Gwynn. Yeah, I thought he fucking made that character. He sounds like he's from Maine. If you go to Maine, that's how they all sound up here. They all kind of talk like this. Well, it's part like, of the Rush thing. Like there was no Gump. character development with, kind of, with Lithgow's version. Yeah. It was just his also, old guy. And- I didn't like the fact that fucking, A, what made Pet Cemetery to me when I was younger so fucking creepy was Zelda. Okay? And you very rarely... This version of Zelda sucked. I oh, yeah. Zelda sucked... Good. The makeup and there was there, there was almost like because I watched it with Courtney and she was like, "Why is there like two movies in one?" Because the the yeah I agree the, with that. Like his wife, like she had the whole backstory with Zelda. Yeah, and it was like they kept fucking going back to it way too many fucking times. Like I just didn't like that point. I didn't like the fact that they barely used um, Pascal. Yes, that, they, they didn't. Was, they didn't do. They fucked that up big time. Who's that? The, uh, I don't know who Zelda is either. Zelda is the, the wife's the fucking, fucking sister with the crooked back. Okay, okay that's just, the Pascal was obviously the kid who gets hit by the the car. But in the book, Pascal is a bigger part of it. Like he's well. Here's the thing. I think in order for you to understand who Pascal is, like in this new movie, you had to have watched the first original movie or yeah. read the book so you know what the hell. Yeah, going yeah, on. I agree. If you're going into watching this movie Blind. and not. 
Yeah, if you're yeah. going if you're going in blind and not knowing anything, yeah. like this movie confuses the fuck out. The, the, so they did. Here's what's pissing me off. In a movie it. where fucking you can bury somebody in a fucking graveyard and they come back, like mm. this movie will confuse you even more. So there's highlights with it though, like the fact that the baby could see Pascal. Like there's certain scenes, and this is why they rushed it. They clearly edited too many things out because. You can tell that they set it up for the baby to be able to see Pascal standing behind people. The baby the whole time is looking into the distance of things, and they did that. You can tell the way that that's how they edited it, but they edited it so quickly to cut time that they cut a lot of him out. So I think what happened was kind of like how they fucked up, um, what was that movie? The Suicide Squad movie was awful. But a big part of that, they they fucking marketed that movie like it was going to be them versus the Joker. Yeah, if you watch, and it, yeah, apparently you watch the trailer, there's a whole nother movie that they cut out with him. As much as I hated fucking Jared Leto, as he was terrible. Joker, he, but the movie they cut ninety percent of his stuff out. Apparently, well, in the fucking trailer, you see fucking you see the Batmobile going down the fucking road, and you're like, oh shit, Batman's in mm-hmm. this movie, and he's only in it for like fucking twenty nine. He's seconds. in two flashbacks, and it's barely anything. But I think what happened was I think they cut Pascal out. I think he was in it more, and I think that's why they decided to cut it out for some reason. Because there was a couple things that they and the other the other uh, thing that they they finally see they did the Windigo thing, which is great, but they didn't do enough with that like I wanted to see more of the Wendigo thing like that's in the book they talk about that a lot and that's a, the Wendigo is the spirit the Indian spirits that make the fucking oh. gra- the graveyard thing you know I saw this movie less than a month ago and you guys might as well be speaking a fucking foreign language right now yeah I, I remember seeing it when they bring up Zelda and all that but honestly I don't remember any of these names nothing it's honestly a big old fucking waste of time, in my opinion. The, the, the movie is definitely a huge personally. waste of time, and there's probably two people in the world that like this movie. Ed is one of them, and Joe Walsh is the other, because he likes everything. You're not wrong. No, my mom liked it, too. So, there's three. three Your people. mom yeah. is confused. But then again... My mom watched the, read the book, too, so she's... But then again, with you liking this movie, then, with all your head issues lately, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> you might be right. Granted... Some of those head issues happen after I saw the movie, so I'm defending it after I got the real scary issues in my head. But I just think that they, like, they tried to do something with the movie that they fucking failed to do because they let the goddamn... Whatever, the fucking... The, the backing behind the movie, the company that made it. You know, like, they, they let them fucking change the movie, which is what the fucking problem with cinema now. That's why I like movies like The Witch, and that's why I like movies like fucking... Uh, Mandy and because like those are just they're, they're made the way they are and that's what they are and if you like them you like them fine but at least you can tell that they weren't fucking edited to cut time and because they were supposed to fit a narrative or whatever like they're made to be what they are us was a great fucking movie all those movies that whatever that company is that put out the witch and put out fucking hereditary and all those everything they've touched so far is fantastic and there's a movie that's coming out this year called the lighthouse um and it's I'm really looking forward to it if you haven't heard about it look it up it's it's um set back in like I think the fucking early 1900s when like like lighthouse or maybe 1800s when lighthouse were a big thing and there's these two guys manning a fucking lighthouse and apparently it's kind of like a ghost movie and the whole thing is in black and white and it's like a sit like a period piece like just like the witch was where they they speak the way they were supposed to speak back then and I'm really looking forward to that because I like shit like that because they're not gonna just cut a fucking corner if the movie's long the movie's fucking long and it's it, it, that's fine I don't mind long as long as it pays off I didn't feel like the witch paid off. See, I thought the fucking payoff of the witch was phenomenal. Like, I I thought it was great. Never watched it. Oh, it's so good, man. I love that movie. I I can watch that movie. Everybody has time. prime hair, right? Yeah. Yeah. Has anybody seen Under the Silver Lake? No. no. I suggest watching. Never even heard of it, but I'll, I'll watch yeah. that. It's a 2018. It's you like know what a I watched? Comedy. 
I watched uh, Angel Heart for the first time the other day <laughs> with uh, Mickey Rourke. And oh, that's fucking, a great fucking movie. Great movie. Yeah. That's is it. Is it Robert De Niro? On yeah. yeah. What's he, it called? He, Angel Heart. Angel Heart. Oh, it's, yeah. That's yeah. free on Prime. Oh, you what, just watching uh, the Rogan podcast with Maynard on it? That's I know they well, just brought that. Yeah, they did. That, that was what yeah. made me remember. But I yeah. I've heard about that movie a million times because yeah. every anybody that brings up Mickey Rourke will bring that movie up because yeah. like I forgot that he looked like that. Like I don't remember him when I was a kid. So yeah. like. See, thinking about that movie, which was came out in like eighty nine or ninety, he's like a uh, hitman or something like. No, that. he's no. not a hitman. He's a detective, the private detective. The, uh, the Indian, the Indian background or something like that. He's trying to protect native land or something like that. No, no, it was a different no. movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, definitely not. No, this is a movie. He, it's a, uh, it's like in the fucking what, like forties or fifties or something, and it's like a noir movie, and yeah. he's a private detective from Brooklyn, and this guy named Louis Cipher who's fucking uh um, lucifer yeah lucifer. lucifer yeah it's pretty obvious but at the same time it's fucking it's also de niro was fucking that's dude the shit de niro was doing at that time him as fucking uh um god damn it the untouchables what the fuck was he? uh god al capone yeah thank you al capone he was he was the best part of that movie he was then. great in that era and then he started taking every movie anyone offered him yeah, there's a lot of shit that he did in the late like '90s and early 2000s. Now, yeah, yeah. Now, now a lot of the fucking made-for-TV movies. You know what was a good movie with him? I think it was him. Wasn't it Stone or something? And it had him and Edward Norton in it. Am I thinking of the right movie? I can't remember. I it's a movie called Stone with Edward Norton. I swear he was in that, but maybe I'm wrong. The score? No, the no. That movie was awesome with Wesley Snipes. Oh no, uh, that, that's not that's not the score. The, that's uh the fan. That movie's yeah, fucking yeah. awesome. Oh yeah, I love the fan. The score oh, is the like an art awesome. thief movie, right? What is the score? Of the art thief movie. I have no idea. Yeah. You know what else was really good with him in it too? Uh, Cape Fear. Whew. Yeah. Holy shit, dude! Like Cape Fear. I can't really get into it. You being a Simpsons fan alone, I figured you'd well, like that because of that episode. You. That's like one of the best Simpsons episodes ever. With fucking sideshow Bob was was die, his character. Die. So good. When he fucking the whole riverboat scene, dude, that movie was fucking awesome, and he was incredible in that fucking movie. He was so good, and then obviously his like all of his, uh, like Casino, all that shit was fucking great too. He's great in all those movies, but like all the other side shit that he does that people don't even remember him doing because he got so well known for being a gangster. Like that movie, The Irishman. I'm looking forward to. I'm not gonna watch any fucking trailers for that movie. I just yeah. I know that it's the classic fucking guys. From Scorsese and it's Scorsese in it, and I, that's all I need to know. I don't yeah. need. I don't, I don't want to see a fucking trailer. I don't want to hear anything about the fucking plot. I just want to be able to go into that movie and enjoy the fucking movie. Well, you know what it's about, though, right? I don't give a fuck what it's about. Well, I know who's life. in it. I'm, I'm sure well, it is. Most of those movies are. I don't it's care. Suppose it's based on a book, but it's a you know it's it's, yeah. to, it's about it's about the killing of Jimmy Hoffa. Well, which anybody ever see that movie? Which I love that movie. That fuck. I watch that movie at least once a year. Love that movie. Hoffa. No. With DeVito, DeVito and, and uh, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. No. Great movie. You'd like that movie. Great movie. So what's the news on the new Jay and Silent Bob shit? Does anybody know what's going on with that? Yeah, it's a reboot of a reboot of a reboot. October. And it looks yeah. awesome. It looks yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah. So that's a, that's the news on that. Yeah. He's, he brought back every fucking cameo that he possibly could have possibly bring back. He pulled out a lot of like, and there's more apparently in the movie that you haven't seen yet, but... It's a it's a Kevin Smith movie. I'll go and watch it because I'm a loyal Kevin Smith guy. When's that supposed to drop? He just said October. Yeah, October. he said it twice. All right. Well, <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to Gary, just, so who cares? <laughs> wow. I'm no, you know what it is. He got he got zoned out when we were talking about the new Pet Cemetery because obviously he's really bent out of it's shape. Just as bad as wrestling. 
No, no, no. He, oh, wow. Come yo, on, you man. No, because you're, you're pissed off because Ugh. they fucking cast that Pascal was a black guy this time. I don't give a fuck who they cast. I really don't. <laughs> and he's pissed that fucking the Jewish girl took over a fucking fortune cookie that one. <laughs> that Jewish lady's fucking, she's hot and a weird, like. She is. Was that the redhead? No, the redhead's hot, too. The girl from. Dude, the scene when the redhead is laying on the bed in the fucking red whatever, that's the best she ever looked. I don't like when she does her hair. Is the, the redhead the, the genius one? Yeah, she's yeah. the genius. Yeah, I'm, scientist I'm a fan. I've only watched the first episode so far. I got, I got a thing for fucking British accents, too, so. Asians and British accents are my, like. Dude, what about that scene when fucking with the um the, the three way? That's what I'm telling you. Don't say anything about Awkward it. That's great. As fuck. Awkward as fuck, but great, great TV. It made for good TV because the next episode like was awesome. That and was I was so mad. Obviously, I mean, fucking the the one thing that I've been wanting these last two seasons, like they dangle it to you, they dangle it in front of you, then they give it to you, mm-hmm. and then they took it away. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I. The whole this season was great. I love this fucking show. I don't give a shit if it's fucking corny. And like, there's some reviews are telling me or saying that like, oh, it wasn't very good. So when I fucking watched it, I was like, oh god, I'm going in thinking, all right, this is gonna suck. But I enjoyed it. I think the problem is, is they they went away from wrestling and went more story driven on this one, which I'm okay with because it's a good fucking story. And they brought like there was a couple of good episodes, like the episode with the camping episode or whatever. Like at first I was like, oh, this is gonna be a bunch of fucking plot storyline driven, you know girls bitching about fucking dudes and stuff but then there was a lot of good parts in that that episode too that was great i think they had to they had to go away from it because once they got canceled they didn't actually go do shows in vegas did they in real life i think that's like a just a I part no of the story yeah. i thought they did or maybe i don't know i didn't think remember that episode where fucking the bundies went to vegas and then uh, al, yeah, had, yeah, al yeah. had to wrestle the fucking gorgeous ladies at wrestling <laughs> yeah <laughs> God bless the Bundys. It all comes back full circle to Al Bundy. It always comes back to him. It makes. I've been thinking about that a lot lately with him because, like, think about what he is and what he represents, and how pretty much anybody I know that like that grew up watching that show loves that show. It doesn't matter whether you're right wing, left wing, black, white, yellow. It doesn't matter what you are. If you liked Al Bundy growing up, you fucking loved Al Bundy growing up, and they're like. Dude, fucking, I know feminist people that love Al Bundy, and it's hilarious to me now because that would never fucking fly right now, and it's so it's such a diverse show. It like, wouldn't fly media-wise, but it would be the most popular show on TV. Yeah. Because I think political correct. People want to see that again. Right. People exactly. are just, that's why Joey Diaz is so good, because he he's like a fucking, he's like set in a specific time that doesn't exist anymore, you yeah. know, like. He's funny. He says things that are fucking funny, and he doesn't mean anything bad like about it. He just, I don't know, tells the fucking truth yeah, and thinks one, things are funny. One one fat joke nowadays on TV will get you canceled. I know, and it's it's so fucking stupid. Just and uh, his were fucking brutal. Yeah, <laughs> dude. What's still one of my? I think I've said it a million times, and I'm gonna butcher it because it's. I know I'm gonna butcher it, but it's the one where uh, the lady says something like he makes a fat joke to her, and she goes, "How dare you say that to my face?" To say that, uh, no, to say it behind my back. That, I always mess it up. How dare you say that behind my back? He says, uh, "I'd say it to your face, but my car only has half a tank of gas." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. I remember that one, dude. I lose it every fucking time I see it. Like I can't not. You can't not fucking find that funny. Or like when he's, there's like one episode where the kids come come in and he's like sitting at at the table or something. And he's like, oh, children, oh, hell with it. All wolfing. Because, like, <laughs> he's, this was bad. I just, I love that fucking show. That's my favorite fat joke, too. The other one is they're at the beach, and there's this fat lady trying to get a tan. 
and he's standing next to her and, and blocking the sun. And she says that to him, and he's like, "You're as- asking an awful lot of the sun." <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's so good, man. Like it's impossible not to like that shit. I I fucking I just started watching it again recently because. I know the girls have been watching some shit on TV, so I go up to you my room. You told me you were going to let me borrow that a while well, ago. Anytime you want. It's Dude, there's a lot, yeah. though. Like, you got to realize, I have the whole uh, I series. I don't need to borrow it anyway. I could watch it. Just borrow yeah. it. I got, on a fucking D- I got the whole series on DVD. I'll let you borrow a couple of them. I'll give you, like, three or four seasons, get through that, and come back. Like, we'll do this like a library. We should just give them our favorite <sighs> episodes and let them watch it. Oh, there's so many. I just yeah. watch the whole like fucking it. thing. It's how, and, like, because then there's different time periods, too, you have to remember, like... Oh yeah, it's completely different. Like the early ones are funny, but yeah. they're more serious. Yeah, and then they get a little crazier, and then they get real crazy, and then they get. It just goes off the wall. fucking wall by the end. Yeah, by by the end, it's just so fucking like the the episode where Al's trying to uh, trying to patch his own roof and it's raining, and like he keeps on falling off, and it's clearly a dummy. Yeah, and, like, yeah but that was always up. the best part. Like when fucking he would fall, yeah. and it's clearly a dummy, and you're just like fucking classic. I watched the the other day. I watched the fucking episode where he had an apple, and it like they had the uh, the fight him and the Darcys on like who's the whose line it was on. Yeah. Like Danny Bonaducci showed up to be the fucking thing, and like he cuts a hole in the fucking the fence whatever and like comes through and starts partying oh dude it's so, there's so many good fucking so many good episodes or he like to fuck with them they're in their hot tub he cuts the fucking power line and it goes in and zaps them and shit like the bad acting is also what makes that fucking show so good all the no ma'am stuff is incredible the fucking went like whenever al would like rant about things when he took bud to the fucking the nudie bar and they got in the big bar brawl and he's like with a i don't know i can't even say half the stuff he said because i can't remember the way he said it but like when he would say those rants, you know. Yep. Oh, so he good. Had, he had the whole song. Yeah. Made about the nudie bar. I Psycho Dad. Oh, there were always different songs. Yeah. There was more than one. Well, there, there, there was one. I forgot. There were like poems. It. He would like rhyme, like with a you know, with a beer flows like wine and blah 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 at the nudie bar. You know, like he would go on say shit like that. You know, like the whole punchline was. I think it's a haiku, isn't that a haiku, Steve? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Get a fucking. <laughs> Ray. Yes. Have you seen? You started watching that Glow show, right? Yes. What did you think so far? Have you ever, did you watch the other seasons? In. Yeah, I've, I've watched them. I think I watched the second season. I tried to go back before I. Started I don't remember the much season. about the second season. I don't to be honest remember with you. much by the second season. But how long ago did it? Did Glow start? Two years. Like two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Because it's yeah. The, it's a season a year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you're two seasons. You're two episodes in. So you got to see Alice and Bree's little fucking titty dance. Thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that the second? Episode? No, I don't know if it was. I know. No, I saw that somebody, was like the fourth. I saw somebody's oh, titties. Yeah. The second episode. I think it was dude. the redheads tits. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. It's further in, dude. I thought it was the second episode. Mm-mm. No, that's further in. Are you sure? I'm positive. I seen uh, her in the hot tub with the fucking producer or whatever, and he's trying to get with her practically or whatever. That's yeah, what that was hinting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that that was that's like the second episode. My only gripe yeah. with this season is there was far less fucking Mark Marin, and there should have been more. He's one of the best parts of the show. He's fucking incredible in that show. His character's perfect. Click that button just so we can see what's going on. Make sure that it's good. Um. Yeah, if you just move it around, it's good. It's just there you go. Yeah, I just want to make sure that it's good. Well, all right. So, quick thing, we'll go back to that or whatever about some shows because I'm sure we've seen a couple of things. This week. Yeah, so someone closed on Pet Cemetery remake was the garbage worst, and Ed, when he recommended it, must have had a concussion. I never necessarily recommended it. I said that I enjoyed it for what it was. I have a lot of flaws with it, but I also didn't hate it. You know, like 
There are just things that, uh, about it that, you know... I'm not I didn't the, hate it either. It was just unsatisfying. Yeah, exactly. It's not that, like, I didn't think it was the best movie I've ever seen. I also don't hate it. Like, I... there's basically things, in the same category for Mandy with me. Like, I watched it, but I wasn't, like, fucking awed by it. See, that's different. I See, I love that movie, but that's because visually I thought that movie was fucking stunning. But this movie, I liked a lot of this because if you know the book, this movie tapped into more of the book than the original one did. Like again, if you didn't know, if you don't know what the Windigo is, that's ninety percent of what the fucking story is about, or like, or a good chunk of what the story is about. That's the whole Indian side of it. They're like ancient, like spirits that. That's why the fucking ground went sour and all that shit. And like, they actually kind of toyed with showing them in this one. And they had like, um, I think the dad at one point goes in this movie and goes and like looks up fucking articles about it and shit. Like, so they talk about the the lore half of it, which was what I really wanted out of it. And at least they did that. So to me, it kind of is a little bit more realistic to the book or faithful to the book, rather, I should say. So for that, it kind of gets some points. It's Again, it's not it's not great. And I didn't hate, like, the trailer ruins the fact that the plot twist is the daughter dying. But yet when you see it happen, it still is horrifying to watch. It fucking made me cry when I was watching it. Like, it's not an easy scene to watch. When she comes back, she, I thought the little girl did a good job. I thought she was probably the best part of the movie because... That was more realistic to me anyways. She wasn't just crazy when she came back. She, like, pretended to be, like, kind of normal and was, was like, like, if you if you put yourself in his shoes and say that was real life and that happened, like, if your daughter died, you'd want her back. So to see her come back, you don't want, like, you're A, you're, you can't believe the fact that she's actually there. Then on top of that, like, think about, like, some of the shit that that little girl was saying. Like, she's she was asking him, like, you know, am I am I dead? What's going on with me? And he doesn't. How do you tell a little girl as her fucking the back of her head is stapled shut because she was just on a, a morgue slab? You know what I mean? Like there are things about that movie if you look at it psychologically are good. They they toyed with some stuff that not a lot of movies have the balls to really toy with because that's again how the book was. The problem is is they rushed everything. They went way too fucking fast with some things the like when the dad goes over to drug the fucking the next door neighbor or whatever the fuck when he drinks with them that was fucking weird like there was just a lot of weird shit i liked you know when they i don't know i, I don't want to keep on going there are, i can defend some of the choices that the movie made all day long because i i know a lot more about the book i guess but so that's where joe walsh is going to be i guarantee he's going to text me and be like hey you're right about this 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 and this and, you know that's me and him are going to have a nice little chat about that real quick uh, quick motivation moment because I do have a quick show review and they kind of tie in together. Um, Eddie, Eddie's motivation moment. I've seen two shows in the last week now. Uh, is he already sleeping or is he going bald? I was pointing out his balls. All right, there you go. Yeah. See, he's a little bit of both. Um, motivation you moment. You of all people week. to point out a fucking bald spot. <laughs> I have. Uh, I, I got a little motivated this week. I went to see one of my favorite bands ever Friday night with my daughter. And uh, a band called Bleeding Through. I've talked about them a bunch. I love them. One of my favorite, all-time favorite bands. Her first time seeing them, they're more of an attraction now when they do come through because they broke up for a while and came back. And I, I guess the motivation moment is if, you, if you're not used to seeing live music, go fucking see some live music. And if you're not used to seeing heavy live music, fucking go see heavy live music. There is nothing more bonding in like... Uh, emotionally driven than like a good heavy show and like you watch like metalheads fucking bond together over their, like one of their favorite bands like you're arm in arm with a dude you've never fucking seen before or like picking up a chick so she can sing with the singer or it's like a whole family it's a uniting thing and people that don't understand heavy music and just oh it's just fucking about killing and murder and blah blah no it's not stop it it's it's more fucking 
truthful and honest and uplifting than 90% of the bullshit hip-hop that talks about drugs and fucking beating the shit out of women. Like, these guys are fucking, you know, like, positive-minded people talking about fucking things that are real and trying to push you to do good things with your life. Not people just hear things. yelling and they think it's fucking... It's negative, and negative. it's not. And it's, like, this is most music. And to see that band with my daughter, who took me to see it, was fucking incredible. She's not a, She doesn't really know much by them because she's in her own stuff. But she grew up listening to the music, so she knows more of the songs than she realizes. She just doesn't dive into it on her own. And to see her go that hard right up front, it, there was only about 150 people there. Fucking Fett, which I'm going to grind my gears about that one later on. You guys fucking suck. You get, you're terrible at fucking promoting. You have one of the best sound systems in the fucking Northeast right now and one of the best buildings to see fucking most of these bands. And you don't promote worth a fucking dick. And all you do is pay-to-play shows, which oh, I can fucking rant about that all day long. Anyways, Bleeding Through, phenomenal. One of the best fucking shows I've ever seen in my life. Seeing that with my daughter was a highlight moment for me. Me and her were talking about it when I picked her up from work last night about how there's certain shows that I've seen and taken her to like taking her to see Ozzy was awesome because she can check it off her list. Taking her to see Slayer was awesome. She can check it off her list, but they don't have the impact like seeing a small intimate show when the band is right in front of you and you can fucking sing along to the words and like I dusted off my dancing shoes, man. I fucking, I, I went in the mosh pit. I haven't done that. I don't know how long I don't do that very often unless it's something that really, really, really makes me want to move and to like, Seems smart after the week you had. Yeah, well, there's not that many people moving. So when it's me, when everybody gets out of my way because I'm 275 pounds of fucking pissed and like I'm having a good time, I don't really, I don't, I'm not that much afraid of anything. Standing more in, dude, I'll tell you what, standing in front of the crowd is more dangerous because people coming over the top of you than being in the pit because somebody my size, most people get out of my way anyways. Like I don't, I just, I kind of more shove now anyways, but, but it was a good fucking time, man. And my, my motivation part of it is, Go listen to some heavy music. Go get some aggression out. Maybe that's why people are being as pissy as they are nowadays because they don't have an outlet. Heavy yeah, music Gary. is a fucking Go outlet. Go listen to heavy music. It's just true. Like it, there's an, it's an outlet for people, man. Like, listen to the lyrics. Pick up a, the liner notes. Look them up on fucking on Google. Whatever, man. Like, it's meaningful and it's it's if you're in a dark place they can help pull you out of it. So go listen to some heavy fucking music. Uh, show review wise, they played a 16 set song uh, show. Every song was fucking perfect. They played a absolutely flawless fucking set. One of my favorite bands of all time. Happy as fuck that I got to see them. I've never seen them in Rhode Island, so that was great. And uh, that's that's my little, quick little show review. So bleeding through, go check them out if you've never seen them or heard about them. Go give them a listen. I, I'm a fucking huge fan of the band and a huge fan of uh, the lead singer Brandon Chapetti. He's uh, not like an idol, but I respect him a lot. He's di- diagnosed with bipolar and depression, and he's figured out a way to become successful and turn it into not only a successful band, but on top of that, a successful gym. And that's that's pretty fucking awesome, considering instead of taking drugs and being stuck on fucking mind-altering you know, like Prozac and shit, he found working out in a band to go you know, get through his depression. So that's, uh, that's my motivation time. What else anybody else has this week? Come on, let's jump ship. Gary, you had a question about the Jeffrey Epstein thing earlier, if you want to get into that. Oh, uh, uh, when you watch everything and all the news coverage and stuff, I think I saw a clip the other day where they said that what um, he had uh, bones in his neck or whatever that broken were, bro- were broken that only come for if you were... Like it looked like if you were strangled, yeah. Like not from, I guess, like a fixie, what, like what, I don't know. Yeah, hanging. Yeah. And then I was thinking that, like, 
And the way that William Barr, the guy, what is he, the, um, is he? It's like FBI, I think. I forgot what the hell. He, he's got some, some kind like of title. He's the FBI coordinator or something like that. But the way that he's like so adamantly like he looks like he's legit embarrassed that this happened. So like my question was like there's no way that he is in on this. Like so my thing was there's no way that he had that he knew this because he looks like a complete fool. And like Are you asking me or telling me? I think it's kind of like a both because I, the way that he's out there he, because he's the face, so he has to handle all the backlash, and he looks like a complete asshole. Because how do you explain? Oh, uh, the guards were gone, or oh, this one day, of course, the day that you know he dies, um, the cameras aren't working. So it's like he has to stand there and explain all this stuff, and he has no answers because obviously, I don't think he was. They've in on changed it. the story like fucking eight times. First, it was the cameras weren't working, and the guards were sent out of the room so that someone could come in and fix the cameras. And then it was um, they're, show, they're short-staffed and they weren't checking on the rooms as often as possible. And then it were, was they're short-staffed, so they had one guard in there that wasn't even a prison guard. So the, the story just keeps changing. But, um, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think he had anything to do with it. Who knows? Who knows? He's if, the attorney general. Yeah. Um, there's so many people, uh, powerful people, that he had that he was serving children that who the fuck knows who who could have had it done um there was an interview a kind of in, interesting little side note since what we're, i'm sure we'll get into ufc later um he had a bodyguard he was a russian um igor zinoviev does anyone remember him he was an old ufc fighter for ken yeah. uh, frank shamrock and they did an interview with him recently and he was telling the journalist you don't want to follow this story it's gonna it's gonna be trouble and he was like last time um Last time he got raided, the local police tipped him off that the the raid was coming. So he obviously has people in high places. So was that Epstein? Yeah. yeah. Well, his, 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 this one made me laugh too. Is that he died under you know suspicious circumstances? So everybody thinks that he was murdered. Mm. So he gets murdered, or he quote unquote commit suicide and then after that they raid uh what pedophile island and they get all his shit so like don't you think that the people who had him killed were already smart enough to fucking well, before go- they even raided the island so you know it's already a pretty known fact that uh because they were tipped off to it the, they went in and cleared out all the fucking um all the computers. Like, they, they took down the mosque they took down all kinds of shit like oh, don't you think that all island. that shit was already gone well here's, here's the thing the someone was do, doing drone footage of the island over the last yeah. few weeks on YouTube. I think I might have mentioned it on here, and uh, he was going right up to the windows, and there were computers in there. Yep, as and everything's of a couple gone. Weeks ago, um, and a, he was doing it pretty much every day. In like the week before the raid, he was going up to the windows, and the computers were gone. Mm-hmm. And there were people on the island. Everyone thought they were just maintenance workers, like whatever. But who knows who they were? But um, they were there a couple weeks ago, and then before. The raid happened. The computers were gone. Also, have you? What's with that fucking that painting that's been circulating? Oh, the Bill Clinton. Bill, painting. Bill Clinton. Oh my Did god! Have you see seen that? that? No, I haven't. You've seen not it seen that? Oh my! So, I, are you talking about the one with Biden behind him and Clinton? No, no, no. no, no, no. I'll, I'm going to pull it up so you guys can see. Yeah. So to to paint the to paint the picture. Um, <clears throat> nice little segue there. I like that? Yeah, that was good. Um, Very classy. So some guy that was in his house came out and said that there was a a, a picture of Bill Clinton. In the blue Monica Lewinsky dress with the red high heels on, 
and uh, it there was no picture at all. Everyone thought it was just a rumor. And then the next day, the picture actually came out. This is a painting that was supposedly on the island. This is. It was in his house, I believe. This was in Jeez. Epstein's in house. Epstein's house. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. We're gonna pass around a picture of this, so it's gonna be bad radio for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. The best part is that probably really happened. I'm sure it did. Like if this is a blackmailing ring, I mean that's you're not gonna blackmail someone with that, but that's like a nice little nod, like, hey, Bill's coming over today. This painting's on the wall. He knows I got him on under my thumb. Look what's he gonna do about this. Now have I listened to I don't know where I'm not trying to jump in on it too much, but I I listened to um Steven Crowder interview Alex Jones on this I yesterday. I saw some of it. And Alex Jones got into how, because well, he's been, apparently he's been calling out Epstein's name for a for long time, a long time yeah. years. So as fucking crazy as everybody thinks Alex Jones is, he keeps on getting proven right. It just takes a while. Yeah. So he's not like a month or two before stories come out. He's like 10 years before these fucking stories come out. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure right around the corner is the, uh, we're going to find out that that Sandy Hook was a hoax too, right? Well, I'm not saying no. See, no, I'm, but this is what usually happens with him. Yeah. Like it sounds crazy in the moment and yeah. all you hear is clips. You don't you don't yeah. hear him actually talk about it because you're not listening to a three hour show like I would. Well, the other issue with him is, is he, for every fact that he gets right, he's got 20 that are fucking interdimensional space aliens uh, coming and raping your mother. Uh, uh, you know, um, well, it's, it's, it's it, all about Satanism. Um, hey, hey, uh, yeah, Joe Rogan. I tell you what, about it. Maybe he that uses a, that as a cover. That was a decent Alex. Oh, I'll, I'll fucking Alex. He didn't start doing that kind of shit until re- the last couple. He he just started going too fucking crazy because so like here's the deal. I do believe like me and Steve have gone fucking deep on conspiracy stuff with each other a few times. I kind of like I'm into more of it than I let off because I just keep it to myself. Some of it I think is funny, and then some of it I think is real. Like, I'm somebody that thinks, like, Bohemian Grove is a real fucking thing. Like, how can it not be? Yeah, it like, definitely is. Rich people are fucking known to be cunts, and that's, like, a perfect... And this is kind of an offshoot of that. So if you don't know what Bohemian Grove is, he can fill you in if you want to know what it is. Otherwise, go look it up. It's pretty well known. Uh, it's basically a forest in San Francisco where elites get together and they... A bunch of naked dudes, right? Dress, uh, they do that, and then, yeah. they, then they do a ceremony later in all black robes, and they Supposedly burn sacrifice yeah. a baby, or I think they some sort of weird ritual on stage. I mean, it's on video. Who knows? Yeah. It's on video. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know if it's a real sacrifice. It's like a mock sacrifice yeah. to, to Molech, which is an old god that they would sacrifice children to. Well, which brings you back full circle to this, because Alex Jones was talking about how Pedophile Island. The reason why, it, like, the, it was like a mosque-looking building, and there's apparently on the island there's all kinds of like uh, a sundial and all sundial. That kind of there's shit. a lot of like um, imagery and stuff. Like, like there, it's all, apparently they're a Satanist group that this guy's part of, and it's like a blackmailing ring. Like these rich people get together, and what he would do is you go to this island, you think because you're a rich guy, you think you're just gonna go have sex orgies with a bunch of like hot like twenty year old Russians or something, right? But it's like free reign, do drugs, drink, fucking hang, you know, bang all these bitches, whatever you want to do. But it's like a triangle, but it's upside down. So the way they get you in is you come and you do these sex orgies with like what you think are 20 year olds. Turns out they're 16 year olds. Once you bang them and you're done, they come and say, hey, you're already in now. Now we have proof that you just fucked a bunch of. Yeah, the whole island was wired for video. Yep, the whole thing. So all these people would fucking go and bang and like legit have a. The first thing you do was a sex orgy. Some of them would be 20 years old and some of them would be 16. 
and that's how they'd get you. You didn't know. You thought that they were all fucking of age. You have you're on camera banging these fucking sixteen year old girls. They have proof that they're sixteen year old girls. Now you're in. Now you have no other choice. But now that you're in, not only do you have to fucking prove that you're in, you have to keep on doing what they're telling you. So now the next time they fly you in, you have to fuck a fourteen year old. The next time you come in, you fuck a twelve year old. The next time you come in, you fuck an eight year old. And before you know it, you're fucking you. Uh, the next the final thing is you like you have to kill a uh, like a, a kid or something. Yeah. So this. I didn't know it went that fucking deep. Oh, yeah. This yeah, it's a, yeah, it's nuts. There was a, a case just like this in the 80s by a, a, a Republican guy uh, who he was, he was I think he was from Nebraska. His name was Larry King, not not the media yeah. Larry King. Um, and there was a whole bunch of stuff that came out. And all the children who testified, I think 83% of them said they saw a, an, an adult or a child sacrifice. Um, and it was they would not only just have sex with them they would torture them there was one kid who talks about them shoving a squash up his ass tying them together and burning them with cigarettes shit's fucked yeah, yeah. I heard about something like <laughs> and uh, these obviously the kids were all um, in court they were all they were all said to be liars but I mean how do you get that many people to go on that same kind of fucking story so for as long as this seems to be going on how the hell did he finally get caught Epstein yeah because don't you think that, like, obviously this has been going on for years, and I'm assuming decades. Like, how does it finally just end up now? Well, there's there's a couple different things part of it, too. So, like, and, it, it leads... So, here's what's well, funny and, about Well, and, hold on, hold on. And yeah. if you're in this game where, like, you're the go-between between fucking, say, Clinton or, you know, or anybody who's higher up, and your job is basically to be the go-between between getting this guy, a fucking eight-year-old, you know, blah, 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 like... You must not realize that, like, your life expectancy must be fucking shorter than fucking the regular Joe. I think he thought he was going to be able to get away with it because he's the one who had all the fucking the footage and stuff. So I think he thought, like, by I think I brought this up last time, how, like, Joey Diaz talks about it. So if you have, say, if you're uh, you're a millionaire, right, you don't you keep a safe. So when you get raided. They steal your safe and they get a million, but they didn't get the fucking million that you stashed yeah, like, in the, the, the wall. And the tapes are the same thing. He hit tapes all over the place. We're not going to find them yet, but like they're going to come out. Eventually. Yeah, but like you got to think like maybe when does yeah. when does blackmail? Ever work out for anybody? Worked out for this guy for a long, long time. time. Uh, yeah, for a long time. But eventually, did you, have you heard about the house that he was given? The seventy yeah. million dollar house he that given, he was given to him, given to him for just zero dollars. He was he was a financial advisor. For a bunch of fucking big name billionaires and like old money people. What the fuck is he known to advise? Nothing. Nobody has any proof that he ever did anything other than blackmail people. He was just like he was fucking these people. Over. So blackmail doesn't work a lot. But with something like fucking child porn, like it was going to ruin your life mm-hmm. forever. Like this people, not are, just, people are just going to do whatever you want them to do. Yeah, but you must know in the back of your head, like you said, like, oh, any day now um, I, I could be fucked. Like if you're fucking around with like the the oh, fuck you're fucking around with somebody in the royal family. Like, do you really believe that? Oh fuck, man, I'm gonna, gonna walk out of here. Like, well, yeah, yeah, like I'm gonna die of yeah. fucking old age. No well, way. No, but these guys also don't think they're gonna get caught. They're in this ring. They're protected mm-hmm. by uh, elite power and money. So well, they, they don't. They don't. This ties back into little caught. things like when people like all this right and left bullshit, but people don't realize that like. Bush and fucking Obama are related. You know what I mean? Like this goes. You know what I'm talking about? With that yeah. like a lot of people don't realize that. Like, like talking about this. Everybody's trying to. They, like the media right now is trying so fucking hard to pin Trump in this somehow, and he's 
everybody's proven getting proven wrong because he had nothing to do with this. He called Epstein out for being a fucking pedophile years ago because as much as people hate Trump, he's not that yeah, much of a scumbag. He, he tried not- to recruit somebody from his Mar- Mar-a-Lago place and um Trump found out about it and never allowed him back and this was in and the kicked him out, yeah. 90s I believe. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, well yeah, what's well what sucks with fucking the Trump and Epstein thing is that like he, obviously, he's taking photos with him, and that's anybody. That's all yeah, that's that anybody, anybody needs, right? But no, a photo. All right, so fucking Trump and Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton were at the same party one time together, and that's that was all over the place when they were going up against each other. Fucking the, the, here's the difference. So everybody's trying to pin, trying to figure out a way to to bring Trump in on this. He's actually the polar opposite. He doesn't like guys like that. Like he he st- he stayed real clear so of these fucking people. There, it might now even where, be. Go ahead. Now go ahead. there's a now there's a theory right now where Obama. Right, everybody's fucking darling that everybody loves so much. One of the reasons why he opened borders was so that way they could get some of these fucking kids and fucking be able to like let like these families in, and they were using some of these fucking uh, refugee kids and bringing them to the island. Yeah, a lot of it's refugees. Like when that whole Haiti shit went down, yeah. a few years ago, and all the money. That's was how. Still that's working. where they're getting the kids. That's why nobody fucking looks into these kids disappearing or that's girls crazy. being. Tra- the Clintons tra- aren't even allowed there because the the Haitians want their head first because they stole their money mm-hmm. and then. Uh, one of the people directly tied to Hillary Clinton was trafficking children out of Haiti. Now, somebody else, I heard somebody also say that this was a, a really good point. Think about this for a second. Say you're in a, say you're, uh, a, let's say like an actor or a comedian, right? Say we were a, a traveling comedian group, right? And we were all buddies and we came up in the scene together. Say we did decided to do like a couple of shows together. Do you think that we're all going to always be on the same flight? No, you're going to you're going to get different flights and you're going to get out there at different times, but you'll all end up there on Wednesday night, right? Have th- try to think about this. Uh unless you're like the Patriots and have your own fucking plane, you don't fly with somebody 27 times. How is it possible that somebody flew the Clintons flew with Epstein 27 times? There are bands, there are fucking actors, there are musicians, there are couples that have never flown together 27 fucking And he times. would ditch his security detail. And he, there's proven, like proven, like there's proven record of Clinton going to this island 26 or 27 times. 26, I think. All on Epstein's private jet. And why, like, it, it dude, it's fucking wild. Now you could say, well, he went there on business, but you, this was a lot, I don't know if it was all when he was president, but he would ditch his Secret Service detail, like, and, and there's proof that he... Uh, wouldn't allow them to know where he was going. So he would completely ditch them. Obviously, because, you know, you'd have to keep them quiet, too, and it's just easier to ditch them. Um, so one of the things about why this might have... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I wanted the radio to jump in, because he doesn't follow a lot of this stuff, so I can see his gear spinning like, holy shit. So before you get into that, one of the reasons why this might have come out now is during that FBI raid, that drone was on the island, so they caught the FBI raid. And they were, um, once they realized the drone was there, they started putting up cardboard on the windows and shit. But there was also NYPD there, which is weird because the the island is off the coast of Florida. So um, what happened in New York was, I think it was before the election with the Anthony Weiner thing when they got his phone and they oh, found yeah. all the child stuff on it. One of the theories is that some of the info they got was based on what they found on his phone. And before Trump got elected, one of the things he ran on was trying to go after child trafficking. So if they did find there were reports at the time that there was some crazy shit on his phone and NYPD wanted to really go after him. But the Department of Justice said no. And the Who, NY- Anthony Weiner, right? 
Anthony Weiner, and the and the NYPD was pissed, and people quit over it. And they, which is funny too, because Anthony Weiner has a link to Clinton, right? Because of his wife was fucking running like the campaign for Hillary Clinton's right. uh, it, presidency. It's the only reason I can think why NYPD would there, NYPD would be there since it's off the coast of Florida. Yeah, it's the only reason I can think of. So this might be a direction from Trump. Who knows? A lot of people don't fucking. A lot of people. I mean, granted, I think Donald Trump is a scumbag. But oh, he's I not a good guy. I just like, don't think that he's involved with this. No, he's not. He's actually the opposite. That's what he's saying. Yeah, they the, found but out. It seems like almost every other president has been involved. You got it. Yeah, I think that's that's what the blackmailing thing is. I think they just oh. get everyone in hooked in there somehow, whether whether by choice or whether by hey, we got you on video, yeah. like you were saying. Like I said, I don't I don't think Trump's in the fucking little kids, but I you know I mean his thing is no, he, getting, his thing is getting pissed on by fucking Russian prostitutes. Well, you know that was Maybe fake, is, right? Eh. I, no, it came out as fake. It was yeah. made up on 4chan. Eh. <laughs> see, but see, but he's one of those fucking eh. yeah, yeah. He wants to believe all that shit. Yeah, eh. and even if he does like getting pissed on, so what? Vegan. That's something yeah. a vegan would Who say. Who here hasn't let a girl pee on them? Uh, I don't think I have. <laughs> in the shower? I mean, hey, we've all been. Yeah, in the shower. I might have peed saying. on a girl yeah. in the shower, but I haven't been peed yeah. on in the you shower. You had a girl pee on you? No. You ain't living till you get a girl. Are we talking pee? We talking the squirt, she, squirt? Did she gash or did she pee on you? Yeah, yeah the different thing. In the shower, check, you pee on the, each other. Steve, check the thing. Just make sure we're good. I, I ain't the only fucking. Do you waffle stop or shits too? Hate you, Ray. <laughs> we Wait, know someone. That that, quote? That's the name of the episode. Uh, <laughs> do you also do you waffle stomp her shits? Also, we know somebody that used to waffle stomp their own shit as well. Where the, I think you think you know the same story that I know, right? Yeah. I'm not gonna out the person on the thing. It doesn't matter, but I'll tell you that story off air. But that's I think where we all know about the waffle stomping thing. Well, me and him. No it's, clue. It's pretty fucking funny, actually. Do I even know what that means? Do I know this person? The person used to shit in the... Like, we all piss in the shower when we're in the shower, right? Like, A, yeah. it's a natural reaction for your body to want to we fucking piss. You say no, you're lying. You're yeah. too lazy to sit on the toilet and take a shit. Yeah, this... You're going to stand yeah. up in your shower and, and just shit. shit. And, and then, then stomp it down it the drain. Flush it down the drain with your feet. Not flush it. Stomp it down. Do I know this person? You met them before. You don't know Is them it personally. A girl or no, a man? No, it's a dude. <laughs> we were all... We were, we're all talking one day... About how we like we piss in the shower. So wait, so and this he, person felt comfortable enough to be like, "Hell yeah, I've done that before." Not Arnie, not not the Arnie voice. Oh, yeah, I, I know, I was almost going to do well, that. I, but. That was also kind of a, like a stray cat thing too. No, 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 no. It's none of those guys. It's you know none, who I can picture group. doing that? You could probably drop his fake name. Juice. No, yeah, yeah maybe Juice. <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna put. I'm not gonna say his name at no. all. But it's just we were all talking one time. We're H. all going back and forth. We're all going back and forth about fucking. Um, how like we were pissing in the shower we've done this or like you know we've it was the same thing as like jerking off like oh yeah what do you, you know do you jerk off in a sock or do you jerk, jerk, jerk off in toilet paper whatever like it kind of like that's how the story started going we were just all laughing about shit and then it would be like it was like oh have you ever done this and then somebody else would kind of like out the other you know up the other person it came to pissing in the shower and we were all like yeah we all do that like of course we do it was the same conversation where uh there was a black dude on that crew and he was talking, he was swarming down and he didn't jerk off and we were all like, come on, man, like, you're full of shit. There's no way you're fucking not jerking a black mambo. Like, Sorry, come on, Jesus. Man. Yeah, and, he, and like, he, but then it came out later on, he just, because like, it, in his culture where he came from, like, is like frowned upon to jerk off and it like, he, he would tell us later on, he's like, all right, like, 
I, cr- I crank it out all the time. So this person. <laughs> but yeah, he, he instead of pissing, like he pisses in the shower. But he's like, yeah, you know, like once in a while, like you just, you know, you, like you don't feel like getting out, you know, and you just, you just, you just take a shit. <laughs> and like he like, he like, he does a little like foot stomp. Like you and we're like, how do you get like, what do you do? Do you pick the shit up with your bare hands? And he goes, no. And he just taps his foot. Like, what do you mean? Like, you smush it around with your foot? He goes, yeah, like, you know, you just stomp it down like the drain. You know, like, it goes through the drain. You just, you just stomp so it down a little bit. So, he freely told you this. Yeah, he thought we were all going to laugh. Thinking yeah. it was normal. Yeah. Yeah, he 100%. He thought we were all going to be like, Far yeah, from I've shit in a tub also. Like, I pooped in a fucking bathtub when I was in when I was three. <laughs> and then, like, remember seeing, like, a little log floating. Big brown shot. Yeah, thing. when I was, yeah, like, a you know. Baby remember, roof do you remember? Do you remember those, the crayons, the bathtub crayons in the 80s? Like, you could draw on the fucking, they were like soap. You remember yeah, those? Yeah, yeah. I remember, like, being at my, my aunt's house when I was, like, three or four years old, like, staying at her house. And be like, hey, auntie. That, like I got an extra crayon in the tub. <laughs> like, just, like, dude, you're bro, you're feeling it. You know, you're pretending at your jaws. You're drawing on the wall with fucking soap crayons. Next thing you know, you shit. It happens. I was three. That's fine. That's one thing. You know what I mean? This dude, as an adult, a twenty-something-year-old adult, shit in the tub. What well, in the shower? Not even in the tub. Just, just stood there and shit. And like fired off a fucking uh, a, a poop rocket into the fucking to- the tub, and instead of like trying to pick it up or clean it out, he just he just waffle stomped it through the fucking. So, drain. oh my god! So uh, <laughs> waffle stomp. So the image of the fucking grate on the bottom of your fucking. So shower. will I ever come into contact and see this person again? Again, like, uh, probably not. But because um, I don't know. I how- don't. I don't, I don't know really how I would. I don't know how I would be able to Memorial look at this day. person in this in the. I would see him on Memorial Day. Not anymore, but at one point, yeah, yeah. I've I, I've deleted a lot of people out of my life, and that's one of them. So, I'll tell you. I'll tell you off air because I'm not gonna. I don't want to out it because that's a fucking fun. like. This is one of those stories we could cut the clip out of and put this on YouTube, yeah. and people would jump on this in a heartbeat. Like this is the kind of shit. Like these are the stories we got to be a little bit more careful of because there's certain shit. Like you can't say certain things because people can come after you. So. The other day I jerked off in the shower, and oh my! I can't God. do that, dude. Yeah. I tell you what, I jerked off. Jerk off standing up, dude. No. I I had to work that I had to work that night. Oh my God! I I was walking like I was fucking like I got done riding the six hour fucking like pony ride, dude. I was like fucking like saddle. I was like oh I could not wor- work. With uh, I'll never do it again. Why were your legs sore? Because like I was all like tensing up, and I'm like all like like. Know. I'm sorry. I can see Steve's disgust on his face. Like we've talked about a lot of fun stuff in this. Gary's look of disdain about shitting in a tub is funny because he once shat on a newspaper so somebody Epstein, could eat the it. The waffle stops to Gary's masturbation. To see fucking the look of this pure disdain on fucking Steve's face when he, he saw you mimic well, your fucking... The, the, you're so thing. crouching over and I cranking one out. I literally just did what I fucking made fun of your friend for talking about this shit. Like, I'm all like thinking like, oh, this is normal. Everybody jerks off in the shower. Oh, yeah, I've done it. It doesn't yeah. work very well. Yeah. No, I, it's not the jerking off the shower. No, that's it, not a bad it thing. It's the tensing up. Part. It's the way you did it. Nah, dude, it it, it got bad, like, because I usually jerk off. You gotta be careful. You're gonna fucking, you're gonna end up like passing out like you did at the bar that time, and I'm not gonna be there to save you. I, you know Crack what? Skull, <laughs> <fucking tub. laughs> Good, my fucking torn rotator cuff. 
<laughs> Fuck me, because I fucking saved you from bashing your fucking brains. Sir, I would have rather fucking they dealt with the Gary fucking with head noose around his neck, self asphyxiating himself <laughs> in the shower, fucking out going to. Yeah, you, what's the matter? You never fucking tied a belt around your neck and yeah, fucking tugged that out like once like in a David while. David Gart. Uh, uh, what the hell is that? David Gart uh, Carradine. Carradine. Yeah. David Carradine. Or the fucking Michael Hutchins from the in excess. So to, so to bring this back to Epstein at this point. Yeah. That's kind of how he died, supposedly. Yeah. He wrapped a bed sheet around his neck, which, since it's a suicide cell... They get, like, paper fucking like bed paper. sheets. Yeah, and it supposedly rips. it's not tall enough to technically hang yourself. It's not even that. It's, it rips. It's himself. paper. Yeah. He didn't even hang himself. The sheets are like paper, and all he did was he tied it to the bedpost, like a regular bed. Supposedly. So, so Yeah, supposedly. So so as high as this table, a couple yep. feet, and he just leaned forward. Just leaned forward. Yeah, because that works. And he broke the bones in his neck. Come on. Yeah, violently <laughs> broke it. Yeah, come on, man. Maybe he tensed Jesus up. Christ. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was trying to fucking fire a poop rocket in the fucking tub. And if you think about that, you can make yourself Way pass out of a piece of just shit. like a rear naked choke. But it's only blood to your brain. As soon yeah. as you let go, you're coming too. Yeah. And supposedly he was alive when they found him. When listen, when people used to get hung in like the fucking like the 1800s for like you know stealing somebody's horse or something, like when you drop when they when they drop like a gallows, yeah, you break your neck. You break your neck, and that's what kills you. It's not like it's a mix of the two. So like just hanging doesn't kill you. No, like it's the you're breaking your neck, and then you're fucking you essentially like blood kind of pulls up because you you just broke your fucking neck, and you like suffocate to death after you break your neck. So that's why like, and if you ever watch there's like there's movies and stuff where I've seen I've seen a couple of things before where people don't really like you know. They don't break their neck when they fall, and then then they're just fucking stuck there. Like, you know, yeah. That's that's even worse. I mean, you can eventually die from like just being strangled. Obviously, like once yeah. you cut off, like if you if you were to like hit somebody with a rear naked choke and not let go, right, right. eventually, yeah, yeah, you would, or you collapse their windpipe or something. But like, it takes so much fucking force for that to even be able to happen. Yeah, like, and certainly not breaking bones. No, I mean, and, now the flip side of that, you can break your neck just fuck like headbanging. Like yeah. people don't realize how how. Minute your fucking discs in that part of your neck are, but like it, it's it's just I think it's like five pounds of pressure to break somebody's neck or something in the wrong way or to collapse their windpipe or something like that, but like to violently shatter like like a hang like a noose would be, yeah. there's more to it than that, man. That means somebody fucking probably wrapped something and tugged it quick or something. Yeah, supposedly there was shrieking coming from his cell too. That was reported yeah, also. Alex Jones was talking about that too where yeah. like, come on, breathe, breathe, come on, breathe. Breathe, like Epstein, that. breathe. Was, yeah, so in other words, they were, they were they probably were fucking with him. Yeah. And fucking, he he fucking died and they were like, come on, breathe, come on. Like, because they, they were going to, I think they were going to torture that guy. They weren't well, going to kill him slow. Well, I heard. They sent, they sent guards home early. Yeah. They fucking put him in a room so he was on Suicide Watch. They mysteriously take him out of Suicide yeah, Watch. Yeah, who's the psychiatrist who okayed that? Can we get his name? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, he didn't try to kill himself in the fucking first place. That was all a fucking ruse. Yeah. Like, he should have been on surveillance the whole time. He, he was. He was supposed yeah. to be. He uh, was, except he was, mysteriously on, he was supposed to be on camera 24-7 yep. and yep. God's checking, physically checking every 15 minutes. Yep. That's Suicide Watch. You're in, a, you're in one room, no fucking sheets, no fucking shoelaces, no nothing. Like you can't, I'm pretty sure they even put you in there naked or something. Right? Like Probably. This. Another interesting thing, which I sent you guys the picture of the, the guy who did the autopsy, that turns out to be true. Um, oh, Michael fucking whatever his name Baden is. Baden or something yeah, yeah. like that. He's the same guy who did the autopsy on JFK. We all know how fucking that goes. Same guy who did it on MLK, which is also suspicious. Mm -hmm. And he was a witness for O.J. Simpson. Obviously a little suspicious. Wasn't he, isn't he the one who, who had that autopsy show, like, in the fucking early 2000s? Oh, was that? Was I that the same guy? I'm almost positive that's him. 
He's like a fucking like a autopsy specialist to the stars or something. And I'm pretty sure that's him that had that show. Because I I took uh, I could be wrong, but I took um, forensics class in high school. I was I'm still real big in a lot of that stuff. <clears throat> um, and I remember watching tapes of that, and I'm pretty sure that's the same guy. I could be wrong. We could fact check that in about ten seconds. Yeah, I don't. He didn't actually do the autopsy. He just oversaw it. Yeah. What's, it, what's his name? Michael, Michael Baden, Baden, I think. B a d d e n or o n or something. Just look up autopsy show from the early 2000s, and you'll know exactly who it is. He used to talk about like it was almost like unsolved mysteries where they would talk about autopsies, and he would come on yeah. and talk about the. Yeah, I remember that guy. And uh, his death was also reported on 4chan almost an hour before the news reported it. So another interesting thing that uh, the Dale Earnhardt Jr. Everybody survived that plane crash, supposedly. Dale Earnhardt Jr.? Is the, that who the guy was? who drives a car. Supposedly, in, for NASCAR. was it? No, you're talking about John F. Kennedy Jr. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I'm no. talking about something Dale Jr.'s saw. plane went down yes. this week. This week. I didn't and know. had an accident and everybody survived. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were talking yeah. about... I thought you got something You're talking confused. about maybe Dale, uh, Dale Earnhardt, the original. Maybe. No, I know. I know no, he's talking about JFK's plane. JFK Jr.'s plane went down. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just oh, talking everybody about something survived. I saw this week. Yeah, I guess three people survived a fucking plane crash. But well, if it's, it's interesting, if it's done right. Doug Claire has fucking uh, gotten planes down safe. Oh, look at that! A that of guy, ours. Michael Baden, also did the autopsy for Aaron Hernandez. Hmm. Oh wow! There you go. Yeah, there you go. Talk about a shady character. Was he the guy on that TV show? It doesn't. I'm on his Wikipedia. <clears throat> it doesn't say anything about it at all. But the fact that there's a fucking guy who does autopsies. That has their own Wikipedia page should tell you something. Yeah, there are musicians that don't have a Wikipedia. Obviously, page. all suspicious. MLK, JFK, mm-hmm. Aaron Hernandez. Jesus Christ! Yeah, fucking Aaron Hernandez is still fucking. He's another one. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. I don't. I don't think he killed himself. I think he he Michael fucking, Jackson. I think he got done. Him. Yeah, he got killed. Probably. Doesn't say. Well, just says that he was definitely. But the real question him. is, did he do Tupac? I'm looking. <laughs> Nah, He's man, alive. Tupac's still alive. Yeah. Fucking Machiavelli, bro. Dude, the best fucking Tupac thing ever was you ever see that Chappelle show skit where, like, they were to- uh, like Chappelle's in a club and he's like, they were- he was talking about how, uh, like, how musicians still make music even after death. And fucking I think I know what you're talking Chappelle's about. Chappelle's in the club and they're like, oh, we got this new Tupac joint and it's all fucking like Tupac all talking about like current shit and he's all talking about how like, like he's all describing like what Chappelle's uh, yeah. wearing in the club. It's funny. That. Yeah, because it was on the uh, the Lost episode season. Oh, the three se- the season three. Like the four episodes See, before Chappelle went crazy. I know what you're talking about but I never saw it because I, I, I didn't think that was that funny. That show that was season. awesome. That show was incredible. The fucking, it's still hilarious. Fucking Ashy Larry. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm I rich, liked, bitch. I liked Ashley Larry better than I liked fucking Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy was fucking hilarious. His Carlton was, Bixby. but like that was still the best skit by far. The What's which that? one? Carlton Bixby. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what about? Fucking, oh, that was good. Yeah. Oh, come, what about when fucking? Um, come on, Gary, you missed the chance. Yeah, I know. Really <laughs> falling off the wagon here. <laughs> I think we all know that Ray's racist. I don't have to point it out every time. <laughs> Gary's co-racist, I guess. Co-racist? Because he, he likes to find out every single thing that has to do with him. So It's true. He's got a point. You are, you do seem to be able to point things out once in a while. Because my eyes are open. <laughs> I, oh, my God. I, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I almost just said something real bad. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, no, no. Because I can't say it because it has to do with you thinking people are racist. I was going to say, blah, blah, blah. Your eyes don't even work. But <laughs> I held back because I have restraint. 
Good. Uh, you know what? I got bad eyes. You got a bad brain. Fucking Ray's a racist. Steve's fucking bald. We're, we're a fucking awesome crew. We uh, we do By the seem way, I'm to not fit. racist. Everyone. Okay, I get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what, what, what were we? There was another thing we were gonna talk about. Uh, the fuck we were gonna talk about? Because I wanted to, we can we're having some pretty good discussions. Let's and, talk about how you're retired from wrestling. Oh boy, I knew this was coming. Go ahead, fire it off. You're retired. You have to be retired. I'm not. Well, you have to. We, not yet. I'm pretty close though. Oh my it might, god, it might be happening. If okay, like it's, it's the, a tough pill to swallow, man. When you're like in your head, you're a Superman. You don't know, if, even though I'm not. Like I, I'm. Here's the way it's funny, right? So I'm I'm not in the best shape right now because I I haven't had time to go to the gym, right? And I haven't eaten that great because I'm broken. I'm just kind of living on whatever the fuck I can deal with and you know live with, but. What's funny is, is like, I in my head, don't ever look, check on it to make sure that's good because it's gotten to slow down a little bit. I think it's fine. So, I in my head, right, and no, I'm, I'm very self-aware of a lot of things. Like, I know when I'm, when I'm healthy, when I'm not healthy with certain things. A, don't ever, when you f- are having a fucking an issue with your brain, check uh, WebMD because you're going to think that you're having a stroke, a heart attack, you have AIDS, and fucking you're pretty much, you might as well say your last rights because, like, I thought for sure I was dying on the way to the fucking hospital we're not going to get into the whole story because it's long and monday i had a, a health scare i i rushed myself to the er i'm thinking they're going to come back and tell me after doing my blood work and all this other shit that like my fucking i had a stroke my fucking my heart was failing like i thought the worst she comes back and she's like she's like well your blood work is actually perfect um your ekg your heart's stronger than we've seen in a while um so we're gonna it's gonna be up to the cat scan they do the cat scan and he's like well yeah i mean like you've had trauma but like whatever's going on you need to see a specialist a neurologist because it's like it's post-traumatic uh not post-traumatic it's a post-concussion syndrome so it's like your brain can just like shut down kind of apparently and i found out this week that apparently brett hart that's one of the reasons why he had to retire because that's what happened to him after fucking uh yeah uh, Goldberg. Goldberg kicked him in the head, and then that's what caused the stroke. Head, yeah. Was the fucking the, because your brain just isn't firing right? Okay, so you hear that, okay? Yeah. And you st- well, you gotta understand. A first, I heard blood work is perfect. Fucking heart is great. I hear so my I'm going. I'm fucking. I'm good. I'm great. And then he's like, Yeah. So here's the deal. You shouldn't go back to work until after the 16th. This is Monday. Gave me a fucking doctor's note for four days. He goes, you shouldn't be looking at computer screens. You shouldn't have been looking at computer screens all last week. And that's why your brain never really healed, right? He's like, I don't know how many other concussions you've had, but so clearly it's whatever's going on isn't okay. He's like, and you need to see a specialist. We have, we're going to send you to a neurologist. Make sure that you go and talk to that guy. And if anything else happens, come right back here because we're like, you know, like your blood work shows that you're okay. But this is the scary, like when head injuries, when they can't find something like that, like on immediate tests, that's like the scary part of it because they don't know yeah. what's going on because there's something else not right in here like it's could be in my brain stem it could be fucking my neck is fucked like there's a bunch of stuff i'm not good at injuries because i just fight through them all so like even sitting there trying to explain to them what was going on with me as they're checking my blood pressure and everything else they're like yeah man like i don't i don't know and i'm like i can't see straight my fucking motor skills are slow kristen's sitting there going listen if you can listen to him talk i was like almost like slurring and i was really slow and i was i had to slow everything down and really and if you know me and if you're listening to this podcast especially your boy ain't slow speaking you know what I mean? like mile a minute go ahead gary so after hearing all this and you you still can't put a, de- a definite like yeah i'm retired no because i just what the fuck is wrong with you dude you need to <laughs> no, seriously like his brain needs- his brain's wrong with him yeah 
Well, right. yeah, I mean, I know that because he recommended fucking Pet Cemetery. But listen, like, you need to look at me as an example. You put off this shit, you're going to be in the fucking same boat. I'm going to be blind, oh, you. and you're going to be fucking Chris Benoit. You're going to be <laughs> fucking Aaron Hernandez. Oh, dude, let, let me tell you something. No bullshit. So I'm, I'm, I pick up Rosie from work the other day, and, uh, I'm, you know, while I'm driving around, I listen to like podcasts and stuff. And like, I'm while I was waiting for it to come out, I'm flipping through YouTube or whatever. And I, I come up to this like, um, I, I follow like WrestleMania and a couple of other like wrestling things. And I do these like, top five times, blah, blah, blah happened or whatever. I'm big into all those weird things, fact shows. And it's like the real true story behind Chris Benoit's final days. And I put, I, it just pops up. So I'm listening to that. I'm not even paying attention. And it gets into, all of a sudden, like, she's in the car and we're driving. And it gets into this thing where after multiple concussions and blah, 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 on one faithful night, he kills his wife and, wife and son and then kills himself. And, like, Rosie, I could see her kind of, like, starting to, like, get, like, a little tense. And I'm like, okay, maybe a different, maybe we'll listen to music now. And I just turned it off. I'm like, I promise. You'll know if I'm going to do something to Probably you. Probably a little <laughs> different. Supposedly he had the brain of like an 80-year-old. Same thing with Aaron Hernandez. Like his brain was mush. Yeah. And like, I'm not saying like you're fucking that. But like if if you've had... Well, that's the problem with like CTE. You can't see the signs of CTE until you're dead. When well, here's you, the when thing they though. They're working open, on... They they're trying it. to work on things now where like you they can scan inside your brain with yeah. you being alive. Now, if you had that option, right? Would you want to know? Oh yeah, all day long. Because I know, I know, I have it. Okay, you know, here, okay, you know, it's not a question. I know. Okay, I have no, it. here's the thing now. Don't I, don't look at WebMD because everything leads to, to bad news. Oh yeah, no, dude. Now. I honestly, if, if you look up CTE, one hundred percent of the fucking issues are what I deal with on a day to day basis. Like, well, even even web de- mood even, swings, even depression, when they, even like when that's you, all. Even when you know what you have, a definite. Even if you go to, oh, it's not going to change anything because it's nothing still it's still fucking will fucking because. It'll lead having, you down another path. Yeah, because yeah, having somebody tell you what you have, and then you look it up, and then you go down that rabbit hole, and then it's like, well, you have this, but then it could you, lead to this. It can lead yeah, to this, lead bad. to this, to lead to this. Before you know it, like you said, you have age, you're fucking yeah, dying, yeah, yeah. and it's like uh, you might as well just kill yourself. Yeah. But with all this shit that the doctor told you, are you going to go see the neurologist? Well. Yeah. There's no well. There's no, 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 no well. Yeah, I'm no, gonna, no I'm gonna, you're gonna go. I'm gonna go. The problem is, is a. I really don't. The issue is, is like I can go to the ER and just not pay the bill, and I'm fine because like they're not gonna go after me for that. Like it is what it is. They can't. But if you go to a specialist, you have to pay them up front. And I just right now, I really don't have the money, so I'm gonna have to figure something so out. So you don't have but, insurance, health insurance. Oh no, no, I have really good health insurance. The problem is, is health Dude. insurance now is a percentage. So if you have to pay even good health insurance now, they switched it. It's not just a fee anymore. Now it's a percentage of what the bill is. You don't have a copay. You don't just have it's a straight just, copay. Some things are it depends. So if I if I can go find a pr- uh, pr- um, primary care doctor, which I don't have, that's the only way you can get a lot of those fees waived. So what am I supposed to do? First, I have to go get a primary care physician, explain to him what's wrong with me, have them tell me that I'm fucking overweight. I've been overweight my whole life, even even when I was in shape. My height, I'm supposed to be 175 pounds. Yeah, like, do you remember when I was 215? Dude. Everybody thought I was on eight. I had AIDS. Like what the fuck is gonna happen? Even if I with two seventy five. Even with my weight, what I am now, like if you look at your fucking what is it? Your what do they call BMI? Yeah. yeah, BMI. I'm I'm like twenty eight percent. Like and I'm like yeah, I know. that's fucking crazy. I'm right. supposed to weigh like the same as you. Like I, I wouldn't. I could never be that small. There's no even, way. I don't even know what my fucking ideal weight. I think it's my like bones alone one, are fucking heavy. I think it's like one forty. Yeah. My it's, muscle, my muscle density, like I'm not like ripped up, but I'm a big, thick dude. Like even when I'm, dude, I'm I'm a fucking 36 waist. Like I'm 275 pounds or a 280 right now. Like I'm fucking a 36 waist. 
Even when I'm fat, at the most, the max my fucking waist ever got up when I was 320 was 38. I know people that are fucking 225 that are fucking 42 waist yeah. because their body just holds it different. I just am a fucking, it's, I'm like an anomaly in my own head because like I don't, I look at people that are twice the size of me and they weigh less than me and it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Like my brain doesn't calculate, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how else to, how, how else to say it. Like I'll, I'll tell people how much I weigh and they're like, there's no fucking way. Plus it's body type. Like well, right. someone who's six feet tall and they want him to weigh 180. Like I have a different body than that guy. Yeah. Like I'm just wider. Yeah. I'm well, not going to weigh Clearly. That. Yeah. And like my fucking my head dude if you cut my head off i guarantee it's 40 pounds i guarantee if yours is 40 <laughs> mine's 50 right that's, yeah i i got a big grape bro you're fucking <laughs> yeah you're coming up a little bit bigger than me but like it's just it's one of those things where like everything's got to come in time like my brain i i rested i literally slept for almost 24 straight hours like on and off so i gave my brain proper time to rest first time i've ever gotten an iv in my entire life that actually did make me feel better um and i slept a bunch like leading up to work. So I really did. I rested a bunch. I didn't drink or anything this weekend. This week, rather, I had a couple this weekend. But like, I feel better today after resting a bunch than I felt in fucking months. The problem is, I know so that like Friday, I felt fantastic. My brain was firing right. I'm like, holy shit, like I'm back to normal already. And like, I would get ahead of myself and all of a sudden, it would like a switch goes off and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? You get like vertigo and then all of a sudden it switches back off. And so like, I know it's still there. I'm not going to be right for a, for a while. If ever again, I don't know. That's the problem. It's not just one instance that happened. It's a lifetime of getting my head kicked in. You know what I mean? Like, so even with all that, you're still just it hasn't put me down well, yet. Just, just <laughs> you know? it's the shittiest attitude, though. I know, like, I know. And like, I don't want to be a guy who's preaching, but like, honestly, like with my story, that's not like any kind of fucking. No, like, it is. You. Why do you think I went to the when I? You're one of the reasons why I drove myself to the hospital and text Chris and said something's not right. I would never have done that before because this isn't the first time my brain's felt like that. It was just, just the worst it's ever been. Like, I've had issues like that before, and I just fight through it. I'll go home and I'll sleep or something. This time scared the fuck out of me because it was all day. Like, I was working, and, like, like everybody around my eyes were sunken in. They were glazed over. My pupils were real fucked up. Everybody at my work was like, dude, like, you don't look. Something's not right. Like, you look like you're going to fall asleep. But yet, like, my eyes are wide awake, but I looked like I was going to pass out. Figure that one out. Like, that's how fucking... It didn't make any sense. Like, even looking at myself in the mirror, like, I couldn't, like, my, I was real flush. Like, it just wasn't right. But, again, I'm, trust me, I'm, I'm very well aware that, like, I'm going to start taking my, this, I've been enjoying doing this more on the weekends than, than that. And when I started wrestling, I needed something to fill my time because I didn't have any free time. So I filled it up. I, I, I purposely pushed myself to keep moving because as soon as I stopped. Uh, we're good. As soon as I stop, I don't like. I almost didn't know what to do with myself back then. Now I have weekends off. Like I have the next three weekends off, and I'm like yesterday I did nothing. I sat, I hung out with Rosie. I watched TV with my dogs. I fucking chill. it was muggy and gross out, so I didn't really do much. Kristen was away for work for three days when she finally came home last night. We hung out. We watched some TV, and I watched the fights rather. And that was my day. And like it's nice to be able to finally do that. And I think the reason why I got into wrestling was to try to like I didn't have time to spend with my family, so I might as well just fucking fill all my time up and just not be around because if I don't have time to think about being depressed, I can't be depressed. Fast forward two years, I don't I don't have the love for it I had a year and a half ago, two years ago without the head injury. So like I really have been cutting back on so it. If you don't have the love for it, it's going. It's I've I've cut back. I've only done one show in the past two months I think I've and cut way back yeah, look what happened I know I know you're not wrong but like it's 
And uh, I, I, don't wanna, I don't want you to think I'm being a dick. No, no, like, no. You know what I mean? Like, cause I told Kristen the other day that we we had a good talk. I literally on the don't want you to fucking text us again. And like, you're like, and not that I don't want you to text us, but like, I don't want to get that message. Oh, you're like, oh fuck, man, I I got my bell rung again. I'm in the hospital. Yeah, it's, it's, you know what I mean. Because it sucks. You it was, don't know. It's the feeding. You don't know. I have a lot of pride and to, to suck up my pride and be like, hey guys, like I'm in the fucking hospital right now. Because like I was so scared. That's why I posted that to you guys because I was worried that like my brain wasn't gonna get. You know better. what I mean? Like, look at like you don't know how many notches you have left on your. Oh, uh, you're, on, you're on not your wrong. Belt. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know how many days left I had with my eyes before finally before it just before, yeah before yeah. finally you know what I mean? It's like every day when I wake up, I wake up and I'm like, okay, if I open my eyes right now, am I gonna be able to see? Yeah. Because I just you you don't know, and it's the fucking gamble that I took that I'm fucking pissed off that I put off for so long yeah, yeah. and it's like you don't know like you know what I mean like you don't, like who knows what fucking post concussion syndrome like you don't know when it's gonna come back it could like, it can last for the rest of my life yeah, your head it's is, gonna, it's gonna your head go in and out for the rest of my up. life probably yeah. so like just it's not you don't just know you don't know what the next one could do either well right that's more or less the, and it's like honestly do you and 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 the I'm fact just, that this one took a week to, to hit me the way it did that's and this and like you know what I mean like do you wanna fucking say fucking like oh I had a fucking stroke when I was 35 years old and nothing against him because like because Sean Lita kicked me in the head by yeah, he by did, act, but you know yeah, but, yeah, you, know but, you but you know what I mean I'm, a, no, I'm I just you. using him as an example yeah, no, I know that. like like you want to be in a wheelchair because fucking you know you had to have that one last match with Tom the Bomb like you know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. it's just it's it, is it worth it now like hey if you're in fucking <laughs> WWE you're in fucking you're making money doing yeah. this okay maybe the risk but like you're doing it for no payday, and when, and, again, and for what? Well, before before, and if you we love were, wrestling this much, fuck, be a fucking manager. Yeah, no. Well, see, that's the thing. So I think what I'm going to do right now is because I like, we've talked about this before. I like the performing aspect of it, and Steve can attest to this. We've talked about this. Yep. Tell me you don't miss being on a stage. Absolutely. Like that's yeah. No matter what, above and beyond anything. I like, hated the idea of it on the way, but once I get on there, yeah. There's just something about it. Like the lights go off, and that's all you think about. Yeah. And I think because I never had an opportunity to get a band off the ground. That was my number one love. Music is my number one passion in the world. Like, it's obvious. I'm just, I've never been able to, like, put it together somehow. So, like, for whatever reason, whether it's putting too much faith in somebody else that they're going to help me get a band off the ground or whatever it is, I never had enough. I always had drive, but I always put too much faith in other people around me. That well, it's tough to do a band because you, you're dealing with other people that might not have the same drive and right. determination. And that's as you typically do. what it is. Yeah. Now with wrestling, it's me. Right. I can be the fucking front man that I've always wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I can be the fucking, I can be Phil Anselmo and control a crowd and get them behind me. And that's kind of what it was. I used it the past few years. I used it to get that out of my system. I was essentially just a hardcore singer, like getting a crowd going. Mm-hmm. I was throwing people around doing it, but like it's two things that I like. I'm not a bit, I don't watch wrestling, so it's not even that I'm a big wrestling fan. Yeah. I like performing. So if I could turn it into like just comedy stuff once in a while and doing like those, like um, the fundraising events, that's probably where I'm going to turn it to for now. And then on top of that, where I really would like to do it, considering where we are with the podcast and now how we have this more pro setup, I think um, being productive and creative, I do have a passion for that. I do have a passion to. Put material, content, and material out, and I think I might try to do something with that. Like I might try to get you guys to do something more with this. Like we've talked about doing YouTube videos and stuff. I think we could. I really do think when you watch enough people, you go. Everybody thinks that they can be a stand-up comic until you try to write a joke and go on stage. Everybody we thinks they can be a definitely one hundred percent do it. The problem would just be, it would be more time. 
Yeah, which is now the thing is, is I have the time now. Yeah, and if I don't, if I'm not using that little bit of spare time to wrestle, and I am like, hey guys, this Saturday night instead of filming a, po- I mean, recording a podcast, which we will, let's get together and film a couple reviews. We'll we'll bang out like four hours of them. One basic setup, fucking record, you know, record us talking about this album, this album, this album, this album. Break them up. That's how everybody does it. They yeah. record 15 things at one time and then lay them out over a couple months. So you don't have to spend. Well, always, I'm into this. I like doing this every weekend because it gives me something to do. This is but. good every day, uh, every weekend. But the, yeah, that's a good idea. We could like come up with a, a, a bunch of shit, film it all in one day, and then we don't have to film again for a long time. Exactly. That's my point. That's, you know? That way it's not becoming a hassle every week. Because that's that's we don't clearly all have every single weekend to devote to this kind of thing. But content, it, visually, is where the, all the content really is now. And I'm not saying that this, I'm, I'm not somebody who's like a dreamer and I'm like, this is going to be my life and this is where I'm going to make my money. No, but being that I like to perform, tell me you wouldn't like to make a couple extra bucks fucking doing this, what we love, listening yeah, to music. and we definitely could. Getting fucking record companies to send us albums a month in advance so we can review it. You don't have to be a journalist anymore. You don't have to go to college and get a journalism degree to be able to do this kind of stuff. No. All you have to do is prove that you have a, a, a voice. Mm-hmm. And a lot of bands will say this. Scott Vogel from Terror, that was one of the things that I always took away from him being on stage is he would his number one thing is always I'm just a guy with a microphone I'm a man with a voice and a microphone and I get up here and I say the same kind of shit that I think everybody in the crowd could say I am just the one that did it so what's stopping you from getting up and doing it mm-hmm. motivation motivation day guys you're welcome anyways I appreciate the the talk trust me because between Kristen and my family and everybody else I think it is time for me to maybe use my brain while I have the function to be able to utilize it and push it more towards stuff like this like I've I think I could, you know, do a bunch of different stuff with this. I think I could get us all to the next stage. If I can promote myself to wrestle when I don't even really like wrestling, how how can I not promote this? You know what I mean? Like, I, it, but it's got to be one or the other. I can't do both. Like promoting wrestling and promoting this all at the same time, it's kind of like one or the other. And I'd rather go fucking try to become an acoustic musician. Like I, I know I could. Like even if it's just me at a bar, it's no different. It's gonna be a lot less wear and tear on my body, and at least I'm still performing. So yep. like that's kind of where my I think. I think I'm also looking at my life like 35 is a weird pinnacle. Like 27 was a weird one for me. Like most people, they're like, oh, 25 or 30. 27 was a weird one for me because all my idols growing up died at 27. So like I didn't think I was going to make it past that. You know what I mean? I didn't think I was going to make it past 33. Yeah. Well, for, some, for some reason, like I... Cause 33 I was, was a weird one for me too. I, I was going to obs- talk about that. Because I was obsessed with fucking Chris Farley and everything. And I was like... Yep. Was, I, and, and Jesus. Jesus was 33? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. 33 was a weird one for me also so and that's so that's going to lead into the the music to discussion today in a minute but 33 was an odd one for me and 35 for some reason is really odd to me it's almost like a like i'm kind of uh accepting a lot of things like i'm not afraid of some of the stuff i was afraid of in in the past mortality wise but now i'm more like like here's the point like you got to do if you're going to do something creative like now's the time to really start focusing on it and while my brain is functioning and i'm i'm like i'm becoming um motivated again i guess is the only way to put it like i'm motivated to do something i just don't know what and that's what i'm trying to figure out and i love this and i love speaking so i gotta figure out a way to to do something with it or singing or whatever but with how much i had fun the other night like fuck man i'll go put together some bullshit fucking punk thrash band have ray play guitar have fucking steve come drop some beats and fucking have you you know be a hype man like oh i'm a lunatic i mishmash i'll put it all together and that's still safer than fucking getting in there with some backyarders. 
You're right. Again, that's where my brain is going. So I'm, that's it's pretty much what's going to end up happening. I'm gonna, I'm never. I don't think I'm ever going to totally walk away from wrestling because I do like it, but I just don't have the passion for it right now. Like when I show up, I'm miserable. I, I sit by myself now. At one point, I was, I was, I had a great time. I'd go and I'd fucking bullshit with all the guys and have a good time talking to the fans. I'm just not. I'm not. I don't have fun with it right How now. How do you like? You guys are like best friends. Like fucking. Do you think he should still do this wrestling shit? We have honestly, a real, we've had to talk it. about it before, but yeah. I mean, honestly, if you're fucking like you said, if you're getting hit up at a point in your life, you got to hang it up. I agree with the whole, you know, if you're just going to watch it or something, I mean, you can still enjoy it from that aspect. I don't see. I don't enjoy watching it. That's the uh, thing. I only enjoy it performing it. Well, bullshit. You watch fucking wrestling every week. I don't. Uh, not, not even a little bit. We just talk about it a lot. Yeah. I don't watch any of the shows we talk about. No, I don't. I don't watch. I, I don't, don't watch. Like I'll watch the big shows every now and again, but yeah. like you know what I mean. Like, it's it's weird. If you would have told me at twelve years old that when I'm thirty six years old, like wrestling is gonna be like in the back burner and I don't give a shit about it, yeah. I would have been like, "You're fucking nuts." If you would have told me two years ago, I would have said you were exactly. Nuts. <laughs> but yeah. like, I'll always be a wrestling fan. But yeah, like, exactly. And it, I'll always but, follow the business. Yeah, yep. yeah. And if like. The opportunity came right now for me to fucking like jump into the ring and be a wrestler. There's no fucking way I would do it. The way I feel, dude, yeah. I can't even jerk off in the shower and walk straight. Like I'm gonna go have a fucking wrestling match. Take like take away all my fucking health issues. No fucking way. Dude. Besides, you lost those fucking big calves. Uh, dude, yeah, I have no fuck. I I have no fucking calves anymore. I got skinny legs. Like we used to make fun of our fr- like Ray. Remember he he used to have, used yeah. to have like skinny ass wrists. Yeah. Like I can take my hand and like wrap it around and like touch my fingers. I like that's that. it's fucking crazy. Look at not even close. <laughs> like I can I touch. I could touch my fingers by doing that. Hands, so. And I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like it's it's just it's I don't know. Just stop wrestling. Maybe that's, you that's, that's go more to of the, the gym. Guy Eat what? meat. Maybe that'll help. Your gym health. would help you. Yeah, you should go to the gym. If I'm gonna stop wrestling, you gotta start working out. Oh, don't fucking put that on me. <laughs> You'd be healthier. All you got to do is body weight stuff. Get fucking DDP yoga, dude. Come on. That's easy. I have it at my house. Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> yeah, all right. Don't weird. you put that on me, weird Ricky Bobby. Weird when the fucking, the, the, the tides turn, right? That's why me and him, so me and Ray are this best friends. This is different. Me not going to yeah, the gym. Yeah, it's different because we're not talking about me. No, 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 no. Me, We're talking about you, Ed. No, no, no. Me going to the gym has no effect on, like, my health Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Not to the you point. You feel better. What do you mean? What do you mean I feel better? Going to the gym is exactly that. You're going. You're getting healthier. Sorry. <laughs> just fucking throwing trash in that go. It was just a backing for a sticker. I, it was, it's nothing bad. What a fucking ass. He, look at yeah. He's already losing his fucking brain. Hey, function. did you he know going to the gym has no bearing on your health? <laughs> Could have fooled me. Me Fuck not me. going to the gym does not affect me as much as you fucking stepping in the ring with a fucking backyard who's going to kick you in the head. Or does it? If you knew that getting healthier would prevent would make you your body feel better your vision feel better all right here fucking cbd is well known to create to help a lot of fucking things it's helped to uh it helps to prevent cancer and make fucking cancer recede it's known to fucking bring back your vision you won't pick up cbd that's not true i i've been wanting to do uh cbd how do i give yeah, how do i know that this isn't because <laughs> i took it i took it it's straight cbd 100 I, I would not fucking and what do I bamboozle do? Bamboozle you. You fucking, you put it in your mouth and suck. You're used to that. Yeah. That's, uh, not that shuck it long and shuck it hard, Trebek. And <laughs> inhale it. Don't pull a Bill Clinton. So oh, what am I, what am I doing? I'm taking this off. Shuck no, it. No no no. no, no, no. You just literally put that in your mouth literally. and suck on it. That's all inhale. you Inhale. Just breathe in. That's 
that's the take most. a big old breath and within then, 20 minutes your, your, your body's not gonna hurt like my fucking joints now better. I feel great legit you saw me you saw me take it it's not weed dude it's not weed I swear to god we should have took footage of this don't let it out so, yeah, hold it in inhale it he in your lungs have, he doesn't have to hold it but. well no but no, inhale, it, inhale it, it in yeah. your lungs he took yeah. a good one 20 minutes from now you're, I'm telling you you're not, the thing is you don't feel high you just don't hurt like your brain and your brain focuses I hope this heals my fucking shoulder it's gonna within 20 minutes you know, it's not gonna hurt heal your shoulder it just doesn't make it hurt it make yeah. it go away for a while yeah you're gonna love that thing now you're gonna you're gonna be like Wow, the boys are right. Fucking CBD shop right on Post Road. Yeah, that's what I was just. uh, I smoked a CBD pre-roll the other night, and that was different. The weed? Yeah, it was. That's what fucking Nick Diaz was smoking the other day. So there's no strain. So there's no No weed. No THC in that. No. Well, in the pre-roll. There's that's like point yeah. three. Yeah, but this is now this the is vapor different. stuff. This is it all still doesn't CBD get you high, but yeah. it works better with a minuscule amount of a THC. Yeah, it hits you it. quicker because it attaches to your bloodstream quicker or something. No, there's no. That's not going to get you high at all. No. You're just not going to hurt, dude. Like, and I'm telling you, now, your brain's going to focus. That makes me calm down. To tell you the truth, CBD. If you smoked THC and then smoked CBD right after, you would come down off of the THC. It's basically it neutralizes the you. It, like anxiety THC. attacks, gone. Fucking yeah. stress, gone. Your joint issues, gone. It's a fucking. It's a wonder drug. It's not even a drug. It's a wonderful fucking miracle. Whatever that shit is. Now, did you inhale it into your lungs, or did you just let it out? No, nah, he definitely. I could see it. You I don't know it. what I did. You inhale it. Because okay. if you didn't inhale it, then you won't feel it. If you didn't did, inhale it, you're gonna. I did not inhale. Yeah, I was just gonna say, if you didn't inhale, like, you're gonna catch a fucking flight to Pedophile <laughs> Island in about an hour. All right, so now that we just kind of had a good, this is a good show so far. I think the kids are gonna like this one. Uh, lots of good stuff. Lots of lots of meat on the bone in this one, uh, as the kids would say. Let's uh, get into the music discussion this week. Might as well. Um, Great. I can't uh, look at. I'm yeah. gonna. De- I, I am here to defend. It looked my like friend. Gary was taking a lot of notes for this. All I'm saying is one thing I know for sure is at least my <laughs> album had more emotional drive to it than Black Flag. That's all I'm saying. You're welcome. At least the song sounded different. Anyways, so uh, this week on the music discussion, we're continuing our our, um, our full album rewind. It was my turn. This is the uh, this time around. We were doing albums that evoke different emotions from us. Steve, what was the album? The band and album that you played? Do you remember? It was like Paul six Bear. songs. Paul Bearer. Yep. Oh yeah. So he had his version of it. Gary. What was yours? Black Flag Damaged. There you go. Gary had his, and mine is Every Time I Die, Low Teens, which I have a bunch of knowledge and facts on, and I can rave about this album until I'm fucking blue in the face. But I'm also calling out Sick the day that Ray plays his. Calling out what? It's sick. probably going to be next weekend. Can't call so. out Sick. You have to be here for that. Oh, God. I can only imagine what you're going to fucking play. Because I feel like you're going to like bone us and like play something just to fucking stick it to us. No, no, he, he, no. Th- his favorite part of this show is music talk, so he's going to he's gonna take it serious. Yeah, but he could play anything and fucking <clears throat> find like the good in it. True. Especially if it's shit that he likes. But it's supposed to have emotion behind it. Yeah, evoke different emotions. So real quick with this one, too. I, I don't know what it is. I'm, a, I'm cursed when I play vinyl here. Every time I go to play it, we... F- it, the first song always gets fucked up, so it took me a couple seconds. I probably would have been better off just playing it on my phone once we got it working. But um, so it, the first song, unfortunately, didn't sound totally right, but we did get it going. It did end up sounding pretty good by the time we were done. So I don't know how, how anybody's going to react to that one, but I can kind of defend and f- argue with that one either way. 
But um, whoever wants to go first, um, Ray, you want to just go around the horn that way? The first sure. song is called Fear and Trembling. I put didn't take much notes because I was standing up trying to figure it out for a minute. Not bad for an intro track is what I put. Yeah. Go ahead, Gary. I put I wish we were outside and the volume was lower. I didn't take many notes either because I I was thinking maybe we were going to start it over on the phone or something like that. Um, I probably should have. Not as metalcore as I expected. Uh, I kind of liked it. I don't have any specific notes. Uh, what did everyone give for a rating? Because I rated them as I went. Uh, I'll give it a two. Gary? One. 2.5. Cool. One quick fun fact about this. The, there's a guest vocalist on this track. I can't remember the guy's name, but he's from a band called Dead Guy from the 90s. And Every Time I Die started because Andy Williams and Jordan Buckley um, met at like a skate park or something. And one of them had a Dead Guy t-shirt on and they both were like, oh, hey, you like Dead Guy? And uh, apparently they were like they both liked the band and they were like an underground hardcore band. And they said, well, if we both like them, why don't we start a band that sounds like Dead Guy? So that's how Every Time I Die started. And for them to finally be able to get like the singer of the band, that you know, Tim you, Singer. There you go. And when I when I first got this album, um, I'm, this, they're one of my favorite bands. I've talked about them fucking on length. Uh this was my least favorite song on, on the album because I didn't like when it broke into that guy's voice for some reason. And then the more I listened to this album, the more I fell in love with the song. This song, to me, um, the, I only put really minimal, minimal notes on it. Um, I put uh, The song has a good doom feel to it at one point. Like It kind of sounds like, like when that guy, the second guy kicks in, it's got a weird like pace and tone to it. But it's a cool track. It's a cool opening track. I didn't give any of the songs ratings because I probably I'm gonna give them all like three. I'm doing so. that right now. I'm but you guys should them. do that though. The album to me, I'll just tell you right now, it's it's a the three out of three out of three. Like this is my one of my favorite albums of all time. So uh, and I also one of the things with Gary said something about thirty three. This album and I I have a post to prove it on my thirty third birthday. I declared this the album that was gonna get me through that that year, and it legitimately ended up doing that. Like there's just something about this album. It's got every emotion I need, and when I need it, it's there, and it it just it's perfect. It fits every fucking everything that I I could ever ask for from an album. So that'd the be the one. that'd be the good name of a song. What every emotion I need. There you go. Maybe that would be a good name for an episode if we didn't already have Wample Stomp. No Wample Waffle Stomp and shits. Wample Wample Stomp. Wample Stomping. All right, Ray. You sound go, like uh, fucking uh, Charlie Brown. Wample 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 Shits. The, the next Second song is called Glitches. I put heavy, fast-paced, good upbeat, very sporadic. I put 2.5. Carol? I wish I was going deaf instead of going blind. I like this a lot more when it gets away from the punk drums. Great groovy headbanging riff at a certain point. Back to punk-style drums and becomes not my thing again. I give it a 1.5. Okay. This is one of my favorite songs. I think they've played... I think... I've heard almost every song off this album played live because when they play, they play like anywhere from 16 to 20 songs a show because most of their songs are like two minutes long. I've, I'm almost positive I've heard every song on this album live at one point or another. And um, this is, I think this is, they played, they have three singles when they put the album out and this is one of them. I, I love the song. And this song uh, just sets the pace right and it gets your heart going. This is like an uplifting song <clears> to me. Um, really kind of gets you like dri- like driven, you know, because the first song it has a little bit slower, a little bit doomier. 
this shit picks up and like this is classic every time I die as far as like the punk side of it and then kind of also sets the tone of like the southern riffing and stuff mm-hmm. like that so I love this song second uh, the third song is C++ parentheses love will get you killed and apparently C++ is some fucking weird computer, computer geek yeah oh go ahead Ray I put a uh, different pace of vocals has a 90s feel to it mm-hmm. uh, what did I do um like the mix of heavy and clean vocals here. Catchy song, sludgy at times. Again, 2.5. Cool. What is this? This is C++. Uh, different sound and vocals. Oh, wait. More screamo garbage. Fuck me. <laughs> A more mainstream appeal on this one than the first two songs. Uh, kind of boring, but short and sweet. 1.5. This song reminds me of the early 90s grunge era. Uh, feels like it could have been on a flannel 5 at 5 on 99.7 The Edge. Um, the middle hook, when it kicks in, it gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. There's something about, there's a middle riff of the song that just fucking takes right off and really fucking rips. And it's a, I love this song. This is one of the other, this is one of the three singles that they released for the album. So, Gary, did you have something to say? I just, I, I appreciated your uh, reference. Did you now when you hear a song that do you get that like 90 like Ray said it and I said it do you get that 90s feel from that song if you remember at all no no hmm. but oh well, yeah I don't know if I did but I definitely got a more mainstream sound on it I don't like, know if I some of these songs what's funny you say this all the time it blows my mind that some of these songs aren't on the fucking radio but yeah. then I realize like oh no the radio doesn't have balls and won't play them but mm-hmm. uh, next song is two summers go ahead Ray I put I think I'm familiar with this track from you playing it before for me i have yeah uh, catchy song very silver chair and the vocals on this track like the subtle guitar work in the back i give this song a three awesome but can't say i like this music or this song but i find it more enjoyable when i can actually hear the words this song doesn't seem to fit with the previous tracks kind of fun and musically different than the rest so far i hated the vocals at first but by the kind by the end i, I kind of came around on them and i gave it a two um, I love so this is really where the album starts kind of changing the, emo- the emotion and it kind of starts changing the pace they're well known for not just sticking to one sound and that's why they've gone 20 plus years and are still going strong and are still selling out venues and are still like doing things that the way they do them because they they don't have one sound like Keith is in a rock band called uh, the damn things which I've talked about them before I've played them he can sing anything he wants. He's a fucking phenomenal lyricist. He's a, a actually a published novelist now. He went to he was an English teacher when they first started. Like this band has everything. They play everything from like rock riffs to fucking southern blues to fucking hardcore punk. Like it's just and the way they meld everything together. This album, I say it later on and I'll say it again, but like shows all their best stuff. Like this shows you what they can do and what they're capable of. Anyways, I put this song has more of a rock vibe. I don't think there's any screaming at all in this song. I think this is the only song they've ever written where they don't scream at all, or the only song in this album where it doesn't scream at all. I love the lyrics where um, uh, I ain't in your crystal ball uh, lyrics. That whole segment there is great. I knew it was alive because I uh, I used to want to die, but not anymore. That's another great song uh, line from the song. And I put the break southern riffing with the cowbell sets the song right. It really kind of puts you to a right thing. And what's funny is if you listen to the music on some of these songs, they sound very uplifting. And if you actually read the lyrics. They're not, and that's why this brings out so many different emotions. Because if I'm in the headset, the mind space of, I just want to listen to the music, like at the gym or if I'm driving, 
it, it, the whole album uplifts me. But if I'm in like the wrong mood and I'm I fixate on the lyrics, it like it'll fuck with you because it's they're they're so all over the the map. You know. Yeah, I couldn't make out a lot of the lyrics, but I did read the lyrics for a couple of the tracks mm-hmm. and the, the very good lyrics for sure. I figured if not for anything else, you'd appreciate that the most. Which I, so I'm glad this. I saw you pick it up a couple times. I was yep. glad to see that. But like, there's a part in that song where it breaks down and he's he's singing and it's like real southern, and where he says, uh, uh, "I knew I was alive because I used to want to die, but not anymore." Like that one line, we've all been depressed, dude. Like we all know what that's like, you know. Um, so I really like that. Um, next song, awful lot. Go ahead, Ray. I put a lot of changes. This is basically reminds me of a heavier version of the Melvins. I give it a two. Go ahead, Gary. Explosions from the bottom of a well. I wish I fell down a well so I don't have to hear this anymore. What is what is is that one of the lyrics? That's one of the yeah, lyrics. Okay. <clears throat> Great drumming on this one, kinda chaotic. Always thought they were a straight metalcore band, but apparently not. I like the cool old timey piano that closed it out. You have a rating on that one? Uh two. So this is one of my favorite songs on this album, and this is one of the ones that sets it apart for me. This is where the emotions start coming in. Um, I put the guitar in this song has uh, been some of my favorite they've ever done. It's a lot heavier than most of their other stuff when it starts. Um, This song switches the tone and feel of this album, and it has a a lot darker of a feel and makes me tense and angry. Like this this pulls something out of me that I, I really don't like, and it makes me really uncomfortable. And when I see it live it does the same thing to me and it makes me like, it makes me anxious. Like this pulls something out of me that I don't, I don't know why it does it, but well, I do know why it does it. Um, there's a lyric and it says uh, where it kicks in later on. It says, I want to live in the year 2000 it reminds me of steak. I mistakes I made when I was younger and had Rosie. Rosie was born in the year 2000. And if you look at those lyrics, he says he wants to live in the year 2000 uh, when he was young enough to believe or truly believe. I thought it was funny. He brought that lyric up 2000 after I just brought up the sound of the silver chair and the, past song yeah it's 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 a it's interesting if you really if again this is another lyric driven album um for me that lyric because of rosie and the fact that this is one of her favorite bands mutually this song makes me it puts me in a i this is exactly what i wrote i said this song in a way puts me in a place i, I hate i don't as much as i love the song it puts me in a um it brings me back to a time where i i'm i don't i'm not happy about what i did with my life and where i was and the things i've done and like it really like it makes me kind of like remorseful for some of the ways I acted when I was young, you know, which I, that's the only way I can put that. But in, in a good way, it's a it's a it's good to have a song that does that to you because you don't want to let yourself be too high on things, you know. Mm-hmm. And I said uh, uh, in the end, piano creeps me out. Uh, this song live is perfect. They play that at the end of when they do it live. Yeah. And typically, like just like this, they'll go right back into something crazy from there. But this is one of the heaviest songs they've ever written. So this is this is where the emotion thing starts coming in for me. Anyways, um, next song is I Didn't Want to Join Your Stupid Cult Anyway. Go ahead, Ray. I put Didn't Take Much Notes. I gave it a 1.5. I wasn't too interested in this track. Go ahead, Gary. Yeah. This music is pinning me down and fucking me without my consent. I wish I joined a movie <laughs> podcast instead. Uh, same as Ray. Nothing stuck out about this real bad or good uh just kind of existed there was a cool tempo change at the end that yeah. i enjoyed i gave it a 1.7 uh i put sun kicks right back in fast and raw classic every time i die uh, another live song that rips and gets the crowd real real rowdy um lots of circle pitting when you see this live lyrically reminds me of being young and impressionable like if you actually read the lyrics to the song 
like uh, when I was real big on Pantera, like I would literally argue with kids in school that like Dimebag Darrell was the best guitarist ever, and that's when Fish was real big. So people would argue with me that like Transnational. Now when you look at it, it's like they're not even in the same fucking. No. There's no arguing that. You know what I mean? You heard like, kids fucking debating if Trey Anselmo. No, Trey Anastasio. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was, <laughs> was in the same league as Dimebag Daryl. Yeah, we used to argue. All the hippie kids in my school used I've to I've never heard of Fish time. Note. Yeah. Yeah, they're not good. Dude. I don't like it. It's awful. I, I don't fuck, like it at all. Yeah, I, I know you a, had to be fucking in the office with Jeff, right? Didn't he listen well, to Well, yeah, but I also went with my brother to a Fish concert, and oh my fuck God. That. It's like... Fucking, it's not fun, right? Oh, it's 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 like jam music. Yeah, yeah. And like it's I can actually, honestly, I can picture Ray liking fish. He went to him. I went to them. I shroomed out at one of the shows. Well, uh, that's that's one reason to go. Yeah. The only reason. Yeah, this is the drugs. But the drugs the, are fucking uh, real strong in that. But place. the music is. Fu- oh my god. I don't. I can't get into. I like jammy stuff. They had a song, had a song like called that. Possum. I like some of their music. I'm not a fan of all of it. Yeah. They had a song called Possum. I'm not into the shit that's like fucking 40 minutes. And long. you know what? Some of the songs are okay. The co- and, and, and the chorus of the song is Possum, 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 and then they fucking I can't get play. Into it. I did. I worked with a kid who was obsessed with fucking. That's dude, we went to high school with a whole school yeah. obsessed with yeah, them. And so there's a guy that about. like there's a guy who comes out. It was Eminem and Fish, and then it was us. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally how the school went. A guy would come out and he would play a fucking vacuum, and like sounds about right. When he would pull out the vacuum, like the how whole, did he play the vacuum, game? Dude, I have no idea. He put it on his dick and let it suck. He would no. He would somehow was play he cleaning it. his room? I have no idea how he did it. He would come out and play, it, and when he would play it. The crowd would fucking like it, it would be like a fucking what's well, a hook like what's that band that used to play the with the the chainsaw back in the day uh god jackal or something oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got it. the jack and it was like it literally had a fucking yeah. solo with a with a chainsaw <laughs> song's actually pretty cool but jackal yeah something like that anyway so the less the less the yeah, less the rest of those lyrics and that's kind of what I was talking about with that like it reminds me of like when I got sucked into a certain thing when I was a kid or when I got into the hardcore scene and like if you know if it wasn't hardcore music I didn't like it it was too metal or when you're young and impressionable you get sucked into things and, and like that's the lyrics are kind of about that like the whole cult like he doesn't want to join the cult anyways I think they're I, don't, I can't speak for him but I, I look at that like these guys have always been outsider. Like they weren't good. Like they weren't metal enough when they were on Ozfest to be there. People didn't know what to do with them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, but I put uh, "Love the End of the Song" stuck in uh, stuck in your neutral. That whole section's great when he sings that lyric. Um, song makes me anxious. Believe it or not, um, it's like it's like getting blasted in the fucking face with how fast it comes out, especially after that last song. Um, next song is "It Remembers." Go ahead, Ray. I put uh, "Like the Cleaner" vocals on the album. Probably my favorite track so far. I give it a three. Uh, let's see. I put all I can think of is old ass Andy Williams having to be on stage playing this shit. <laughs> he's he's forty two, you know. He's still wrestling too. Uh, I enjoyed the vocals here more than any of the others. Sounds more pissed, as does the music. I love when they slowed it down. Uh, Two point seven. This song I played on the podcast before. I played on the episode where we did guest vocals. And the guest vocalist on this, the real high-pitched guy, is Brandon Yuri from Panic at the Disco. He is, uh, he reached out to them about collaborating because he's got a um, one of my favorite albums. He's got the album art on a, as a sleeve on his arm. So I think it's pretty odd. This song's fucking awesome. Um, this, the lyric that sticks out the most is, I want oblivion all the time. 
and this is like this is a very depressing song if you let it be and if you think about it like say you're in a depressed mode and you don't like say you've ever thought about suicide or if you've ever thought about just not being around anymore and like just taking whatever thousand dollars or five hundred dollars left you have in your bank account finding a fucking renting a cheap car and driving as far as the gas tank will let you and just disappearing like i've thought about that a million times that's what this reminds me of and i put lyrics uh lyrics are deep and depressing uh depression inducing when listened to at the wrong time and it also helped me get out of uh deep bouts a few times um it's it's one of those songs where if you let it be powerful and, and uplifting it can be if you let it be depressing it can be and that's why I, i'm so impressed with this album is and this is a perfect placement for this song it's dead set in the middle it's right before you flip the side of the vinyl it's just a fucking great song it's this is one of those ones this should have been on the radio like it's got a guy who just did a song with taylor swift like what the fuck how, how much more radio friendly can you let a band be to not get the song on you know what i mean but whatever um the next one is where it ramps right back up the next song is called petal uh p-e-t-a-l like petal like of a rose flower go ahead ray i put weird progressive primacy mixed with heaviness definitely different i give it a two does this song have anything to do with transgenders or anything no say something about waking up like a girl or saying something like that yep i'll tell you what what it's about in a minute side two of the vinyl great had to listen to the beginning of this song twice go to hell uh, so this one was kind of like I didn't want to join your stupid cult anyway to me as far as nothing stuck out being real bad or good. Uh, I gave it a 1.5. I didn't have much to say on it. This is one of my favorite songs on this album, and this is one of my favorite songs that Keith has ever written. Um, he They wrote this album. Um, the band wrote the album, and his wife was pregnant, and she had complications with the pregnancy. And while they were writing the album, he had to fly home um, and... Uh, his wife almost died when he had when she had the baby, and the baby was in the ICU for a while too. So, he had to write lyrics to an album that he wasn't around to help create, while his baby and his wife and his daughter could have died. And this song's about his daughter. All right. Um, if you read the lyrics, I put this song is this song is violent sonically. Another one that makes me anxious and lyrically is both dark and angry. The song is one of my favorites. Uh, stands out to me. I stand in the middle of hell. I oh, know. Stand with me. I stand in the middle of hell uh, is one of the great lyrics from it. Meaning like hell is coming down around you and there's nothing you can do. Like you can't stop it. You can't like when his when his family members were sick or and or dying in the hospital, you can't change it. There's nothing you can do other than wait and hope that it's going to change. And that's what some of the lyrics are about. Um, first, I need to save the life of God. Uh, if I had to, that's another great lyric. Uh, my favorite lyric is if I had to walk alone. um, I'm giving up. I can't stay here knowing love is not enough. If you know, if you know what the song's about, it's like um, all he has is his family. So if he lost them, he he's all he doesn't know what else he's gonna do with himself. You know. So if you again, dude, lyrics are fucking the most powerful thing because the song could just be a standard song to most people if you just listen to it as a song. But then when you read what's going on and know the backstory behind it. It fucking hits you, man. It's 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 real intense. I said, song reminds me of how hard I had to fight to keep Rosie in my life when she was little, and that's the part where he's saying, uh, uh, "I was reborn as a girl. I was born into this world as a girl." Meaning, like when he came back, he was he he sees himself in his daughter when she, you know, was okay. That's kind of what he's getting. At. So there you go. Hopefully, that makes some sense to you, Ray. All right. Next song. It's called "The Coin Has a Say," and this was the third. Uh, the third of the three singles that they've released before the album. Good. 
I put I was kind of bored with this track until the lead kicked in and made it a little bit more tolerable. Slower half was catchy too. I'll give it a two and a half. Go ahead, Gary. The only emotion this album is bringing me is suicide. <laughs> uh, pretty much the same as Ray. The the lead kicked in. It was nice and catchy. Uh, I could take or leave the vocals on this one. I gave it a two. Uh, song gets me gets more uplifting. It kind of like is like a shot of adrenaline in the arm after the last one being so dark and fucking intense. When you know what it is, guitar work is great in the song. Um, this long, uh, oh yeah, this this song makes me happy. puts a, an honest smile on my face. Kind of a party song to me. Like when you hear it live, the crowd goes fucking nuts. I can picture myself cracking open a beer when I listen to the song. There's just something about it that this is like another one of their classic sounding songs. Like this is what got them to where they are. And one of my favorite lines in this one is, "I can't go back to what I was, Metallica, without the drugs." You're welcome. That was at the very end. So I always thought that line was kind of funny. I remember the first time I heard it, and I was like, "Wait, did he just say Metallica?" And like, then I read them, and I was like, I did. Shit. I read just that line because I saw the word Metallica, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, when I was so. going through. Which I I always thought that was a fucking funny line or a, a cool line if you think. So about basically, it. when they got rid of Mustaine. Anyway, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So the next song is uh, called "Religion of Speed." All right. I put like the intro, like the cleaner vocals here again. Slower half of this track dragged out a little bit too long, though. I give it about a one and a half. For somebody like you who loves long, dragged-out shit to say that is kind of ironic, if you think about it. I'm not knocking you. I just think it's funny. That's all. Go ahead, Gary. So kill us? No, kill me. <laughs> uh, I, I was about ready to tap out at this point. The first half, first half of the album, I liked these first three tracks on the second side. I just They just kind of existed. Um, so I just gave it an average score, 1.5. See, that's funny to me because, like, so this one opens up with the building acoustic guitars that I thought for sure were going to hook everybody into it. And then it kind of Well, it changes. did from, like, the beginning. And yeah. then once it drew on, I was kind of like, ah, the, the intro kind of dragged away from me. And now I'm kind of lost. So this one, yeah. if you actually, this is another lyric one. And this is actually, I think, the longest song they've ever written. I don't think they've ever written a song over five minutes other than this one. Um, so I put that on here. I said, uh, this one I, I get a mix from. It's more, ser- it's a more serious song, but parts of it uh, sound uplifting. Uh, but if you dig into it, it's very unnerving. Like if you actually, again, lyrically, if you let it hit you, it's it's not, it's real unsettling what he's saying behind it. Um, love the break singing part in the song. Uh, the end of the song gets intense too. It, it gets real fucking driving and it gets you right back up. Uh, my fa- uh, my flower in your barrel hasn't stopped the slaughter yet. Is a is a beautiful set of lyrics that. Again, if you didn't hear them, you don't, you know, you just don't realize it. If you just let the song happen and not dig into it. This this album also, by the way, being that one of my favorite bands, I'm not going to lie. I didn't love this album the first couple times I heard it. It took me a while to, like, peel it back a few times. And then once I dug into it, I, I couldn't I couldn't stop. And every time I listen to it, I find new things that I like. Um, also, oh yeah, then I put um, Longest Song We've Ever Written. All right. Next track uh, is called Just As Real But Not As Brightly Lit. Go ahead, Ray. Uh, like the guitar hook on this, upbeat and heavy. I'll give it a two. The excitement I have because this album is almost over has me overwhelmed with excitement. Two more tracks. So this is where it picked back up for me. Uh, outside of the middle, where like I said, I didn't really like. Uh, dig the kind of bluesy southern riff. Um, I was kind of. Sad when it ended because end kind of came out of nowhere. I thought it was going to go a little longer. Two point two. It's a classic. Every time I die, song just 
yep. short and sweet, right to the point. Uh, I said, uh, "Comes in punching you in the face." Song makes me want to uh, want to move. Love the guitar in the song. It's very driving. This album is like a wave, um, brings you way down and then brings you way back up in one snap. Like it just happens. Song drives me to push harder at the gym, etc. When I, when this one comes on, this is one of those ones that just fucking it drives you. Plus, fun fact, Steve. Facts. Facts. What did you say about it when we were going through the list of uh, tracks about the song? Um, the beginning of something, some show or something. Oh, uh, Tales from the Dark Side. There you go. I didn't know that. I never watched that show. So clearly, he would have rather, Gary would have rather done that. So the next song is called 1977. I would have rather watch you waffle or shit. Than waffle stomp. It. Waffle stomp a shit. I can do that if you want. I can make it happen. My poop I is green right now. I put eh on this track. Hmm. I just give it a two. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It's somewhere in the middle. I give it a eh. I give it a two. Good, Gerald. This whole time, I thought that this this album had 12 tracks and I was counting down. Fuck me, it's actually 13. God damn it, one more track to go. It's because when I was talking but, about this one and telling everybody, you were talking. And hold on. Didn't you just say in the last one that there were two tracks left? Yes, I did. did. He did. But I also read my notes out of order. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, I like this one. Uh, just solid overall. Nothing really stuck out to 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 call out, but a solid song overall. Lyrics stuck out more than anything because one of that's one of the ones I read. Two point two, and for me, a two is like better than average. Like yeah. you just said, it's eh, for you. For me, as yeah. eh, like one point five. Yeah, yeah, one point five to one point eight. I think is like yeah, it's 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 just good enough to not be bad. Yeah, two to me is a solid track. I don't want you know. And then once I start giving the points from there, a three is you know obviously perfect. But. Yeah. Um, I put uh, another classic every time I die quicker pace to open but slows down um, again another uh, when it breaks it's fantastic they uh, they really found a way to layer what they're best at and this is it um, this song tags with the last song as a one-two punch of making me motivated so like after like the depression of pedal when you know that and we again the darkness of religion of speed the last two songs that we just talked about are just a fucking great like shot of adrenaline you know to pick you back up so hence the wave of emotions that, that come with this album uh, and then the very last song I know Gary's excited to talk about this one uh, is called Map Change Map with a P Map All right. I put interesting closer sometimes I'm into it sometimes I'm not not too much a fan of the clean vocals on this track but the rest of the album's clean tracks popped more for me musically not a bad song I'll give it a 1.75 I picked up the vinyl at this point because I was so bored and I tried to read the lyrics. Looking for something to like. I'm still searching. Hmm. Vocals started horrendous at first, then he sounded angry again. Vocals are good generally, but better when he sounds extra pissed, which he does in a couple songs more pissed than usual. Yeah. Um, although the less aggressive vocals are good at the end when they kind of slow it down. I gave it a 2.4. That's good. Uh, this might be their masterpiece song. Uh, they close most shows with this now. Um, they actually played the very last. This is the very last song ever played on the very last True Warp tour last year, and there's footage um, that. <clears throat> so when they when they the song breaks away, like you can start hearing like one thing walk away, and then it's just a guitar riff. Live they do that too, where like the singer will walk away, and all of a sudden then the drummer walks away, then all of a sudden the bass player walks away, then also like and it's like one after another, mm. and Jordan Buckley. Um, just keeps on playing the guitar riff until he puts the guitar down. 
and the footage from Warp Tour, he literally just kept on playing, and they literally, dude, they broke the fucking stage down behind him. And all that was left, it's fucking incredible. And it goes on for like 20 minutes. And every time he's about like, they think he's done, he just rings out a note and he gets the crowd going. He'll fucking start kicking back in again. And then he crowd surfed playing it. And then like he fucking, they put him back on the stage. And literally all that's left is his amp plugged in. And that's it. Like, so no more big speakers. (laughs) Fucking Andy comes out. He he takes his clothes off and literally just throws his gear out to like the, the crowd. Like he just stands there in his underwear like... It's this song means a lot to me, but that's one of the cool parts about it. Um, I said this song makes me cry, and uh, I've dedicated this song to many people I care about, either alive or lost. The song runs the gambit of emotions for me. I assure you that hell is uh, not a myth. We both vacation there is one of my favorite sets of lyrics of all time. The song is flawless in my opinion. The end speech uh, like part um, is what gets me every time, and that's legitimately like listening to listen to it again today i had to literally put my head up and like fucking i was i started crying again sitting here like i'm not afraid to fucking say it and i put uh even now had to hold back tears and that's kind of where i left it like this song is the is a perfect closing song if again beating a dead horse i know i'm a fucking broken record but like lyrically dude if you get into letting yourself feel things there's just some powerful powerful fucking things in this album and in span of general and in a lot of music but that song especially, man, it's like a love letter to, like, uh, Buffalo. The video is fucking awesome. It's literally them, like, driving around Buffalo in the winter when there's nothing in Buffalo, New York. And they are the biggest thing to ever really come out of there. Outside of, like, the Buffalo Sabres and the Bills, you know, like. Um, and it's just, like, people, like, skateboarding in the middle of the winter time, Or, like, them driving around with a bunch of, like, kids from the neighborhood, like, in a fucking uh, uh, convertible, like, with, like, Park is on and shit. It's just a cool video. Why does a city like Buffalo have two sports teams? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> yet, yet Connecticut has none. Doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> like, right? Like, or Rhode Island has. None. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. granted, we don't. We shouldn't have one because we pretty much do. But, yeah. but I agree with you. So, long story short, it's it's one of my favorite albums. Like, I I, I don't know what you guys give it as a whole. It seems like the ratings were actually pretty good, considering this is not either of your kind of music. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was impressed to hear the the higher ratings. Like Ray knows this band because I've pumped them as long as we've been friends. I like some of their other music too. Yeah, um, but I, I'm some sure of it I like, it. and some of it I'm on and off with. Yeah, so. I get it. Yeah. They're kind of like that though. They yeah. have stuff that people absolutely rave about, and then they have stuff that people like. If they have songs that are on, uh, they had a song that was on fucking Guitar Hero. That's as radio friendly of a song that's ever going to be written. And if you put that on the radio, people would love it. And then if you picked up the album, people would hate it because a song later, like. You know, he talks about like cunts and shit and like he just that's the way they are. They they do their own thing. And the one thing you have to give him is out of that 2000s era metalcore scene and hardcore scene, they don't sound like any of those. No, they have their own thing. They are they have definitely their own unique sound. And at least they switch the fucking sound up. It's not the same breakdown every time. It's the the even the guitar. It's real higher pitch than most other albums that, that you'll listen to or that I listen to. But I love it. So I don't know if you guys want to give like a total album or. Um, I'd probably give it a two, and that's only because uh, the middle portion on the on the second half, I probably yeah. would have gave it higher. But I'd give it a two. I give it a two three. Cool. Now, do you get as far as like uh, emotional waves? Do you get it? You know, did you feel the different emotions out of musically? It? No, they all felt the same to me. But if I read the lyrics, I probably would have. Okay. I only read a couple, and I could see where you're coming from in the lyrics. So you like, you don't need to read all of them, kind of thing. But even the fact that you read a couple of them, yeah. and you being, mm-hmm. uh, you know, well-read person, you get yeah. what I'm saying. They're oh not, yeah, yeah. They're not your typical like hardcore like no 
fuck this, fuck this. like it's there. There's something behind them, you know. But it's definitely something where you would have to, for me anyway, where I'd have to read the lyrics to get that because I don't, I didn't feel it in the music. I didn't yeah. feel the ups and downs in the music. See, I me all day long. Like yeah. I like the songs that are like, um, the songs that get real dark and low. I also might be because I know their other stuff and like they yeah. they have heavy songs, they have slower songs that like. But this album, I think because of how much I know about what went on in writing it, like with his daughter and his wife and stuff, when you know that kind of stuff, it does change it. It does make yeah. you go, oh, fuck, I've gone through things like that in my own life. Mm-hmm. So, like, it pulls that out of you, you know? But it is funny to think about, like, what gives me different emotions and you or, you know, like what I find in an uplifting song or not, you know, it's, it's funny. Or Gary even, you know, like... Gary's definition of what like a, an, an emotion evoking album would be you know and he had good one thing I was happy with with that Black Flag album like that's an album to me every single song sounds exactly the same because that's what that music is but Gary defended it and Gary had a good backstory behind it on a time in his life when it came out and it helped him through it that's what this is you know like so that's all so I'm, I'm really interested to see what that fucking guy is going to bring out right there on Point Array because who the fuck knows huh. We'll see. Depends on what kind of emotions he feels like showing us that Is that day. what we're going to do for next week? Get that out of the way? More than likely. We got to figure out next week anyways because I have a wedding next Sunday, but it's not until four. So I don't know if we're going to have to do a Saturday night show or if we're going to do like an early because I don't give a fuck. I'll, I'll get up early and bang a show out because yeah. it's only three right now. And if we knew we were only going to do like a you know two hour show, which is about what we've been doing lately, that's perfect. You've been know? actually going a little long. I think the last, the last two or couple. three, yeah. but I think that's because we're outside Yeah, and we probably. were just kind of, and last week my, I don't know. I think I was just trying to milk it a little bit. Raymond, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Any other, uh, wasn't there something else we were going to get into after UFC? Yeah, we should do a quick UFC. I mean, I only really, it's really just the last three fights that I, yeah. yeah. the rest of it. I, I actually didn't even turn it on until the second, uh, the fourth fight, whatever. What do you think about that fucking uh, Romero? Yeah, that was a that was that was some bullshit. I almost thought that was that should have been Romero's fight. Oh no, Costa won that fight, yeah. but it wasn't. It definitely wasn't fucking. No, Romero had more takedowns. He landed more shots too. Yeah, he did. I believe. No, he only he landed more headshots. I don't think he landed more overall strikes. I think the only reason they gave that to Costa was because he had no win, uh, no losses, and he was keeping his record. I don't think so. I think he. I, I think it was tough. I think. Like we had different opinions. I thought the first was um, Costa easily, and the third was Romero easily. The only he's sticking his tongue out. That was the stupidest thing. Like, that was weird. You know, At any point, he could have gotten thing. clocked yeah. with an. He was uppercut. doing some weird shit throughout the whole fight yeah. that he doesn't usually do. Yeah, he was a little off. He was a little different than what I'm used to seeing him. The second round is really to me what was up in the air. That's why I wasn't sure who who to get the fight. To. I I thought. Romero had the first round wrapped up pretty well. He snuck on a take. Outside of that, getting of kicked match, in the dick, I thought he, second. I thought he had it pretty well wrapped up. Yeah. The second was where it seemed because he and he rocked Costa a couple of times. Yeah. Then Costa kind of turned it on in the second one, but that one was the most like up in the air. That was the, yeah. the round that I think was pretty split down the middle. Either way, the last one I thought Costa had, um, even with the takedown or two, I thought he just looked more dominant. I thought he, See, I thought he Romero pushed the pace. Way more shots on him in the third round. Headshots, yeah. Yep. Headshots. Yeah. He, if you looked at the the shot breakdown, he landed ninety four, ninety six or something. Yeah, like one body shot in the head. Yeah, but then Costa was like a mix of everything. Yeah, yeah. it was like forty and forty. And if you looked at the pace pushing, it was all Costa. It was like fifty yeah. percent fucking him pushing the pace. It was very rare that Romero was 
pushing him backwards. Yeah. So that's why I thought, you know, I, I knew Costa had the, the fight, but fucking unanimous decision. That's some whack, whack shit. And it looked like they both walked over and, like, talked to the fucking refs and were like, yeah. like, even Costa, you could tell he was like, yeah, the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. he knew he was rocked. It wasn't fucking that unanimous decision shit was fucking a joke last night. Entertaining fight though. Oh yeah, it was it was great. Um Pettis Diaz. Pettis Diaz was a little bit of a letdown for me. I, I thought it was a good fight. I just was expecting more out of Pettis. But he's been like that lately. Well he's been good lately, but uh, you know, he's not you know, when you get pushed like that, Diaz through what, two hundred and something strikes? On fucking real the, the pace he can lay on somebody. It's so and crazy. He's nice knees in that fight too. He uh looked Kind of rusty in the first round too, yeah. and then he just yeah. turned it on. Yep. Yeah, once he, I thought once the second he woke round, up. Diaz looked like he was losing steam, but he picked it up. In the third. He said at the end he was getting tired, which yeah. Yeah, I, I've never seen him get tired. Yeah. yeah. Never admitted, anyways. Yeah. And you could tell, but by the end, the third round, that's when you could see the fucking switch was different. Yeah. You could see the pacing. Just Diaz just was landing the right amount of strikes. He was fucking. He was sneaking in things real well. And what's funny with somebody that as long as he is. You'd think that he would utilize his reach a little bit more to his advantage, he keeps but he likes him right out of distance. He, no, he like likes, he's... yeah, but he likes that up close, the dirty yeah. boxing. He likes that up close and personal fucking clinch. He's really good at sneaking in little shots, mm-hmm. like real dirty fucking, like they both do. Nick does shots. that too, I think, because um, they don't they throw like half speed. Yeah, so they're real accurate. Yeah, so if you got a little opening. Yep. It's easy because they're not trying to fucking kill you. They're just going to fucking throw a half-speed shot and land it accurately. Yep, and they just they just wear you down. Yeah. They sting you the whole time. Yep. It's uh, it, it was a, it's an impressive to really watch him, especially with somebody as, as dangerous as fucking Pettis because at any time, all he's got to do is throw the right kick. And it's it's kind of the same thing Covington does, although he did to uh, Robert I, gotta, I have to watch that fight because I've heard that that was a ridiculous show. It was. Like, he so, was just nonstop, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he threw 600 punches Jesus and Christ. took him down over 10 times. Was that over five rounds or was that? Five rounds, yeah. Four, yeah. That's, that's still a lot. 600. That's insane. And, and 10 takedowns. Yeah, that's a fucking insane pace. That's not that's not a normal pace for a fight, man. No. When you think about like. Well, I guess he runs with Cam Haynes all the time, so that makes sense. That would make sense, yeah. Yeah, they. Um, I did like. Diaz calling out fucking uh, oh Masvidal Masvidal That'd yeah be a great fight it's fucking I've been looking for that for a long time and they seem like they're on the same page as like respect you know like yeah. they both respect each other like Masvidal looks like a cocky asshole but he's not he's yeah. actually really down to earth yeah oh oh man what the fuck are you watching oh the uh, Eric Andre show yeah. Rosie loves that shit what do you think about the fucking the final I'm honestly. I'm not. We were talking about it before the fight. I I was. I love Stipe. I just. I thought DC was going to wrestle fuck him more. Honestly, I thought he was just going to try to take him down. But mm. in the first round, you could tell Stipe was a little cautious. But holy fuck, is his chin good? Yeah. He fucking DC was clocking him in. He was getting just like Diaz was getting in with that real dirty fucking mm-hmm. close shit. He kept on holding his hands and slipping in a jab or slipping in a fucking right hook or a cross. Like it was impressive to see that. DC got cocky at a certain point. He started walking in with his hands down. Yep. And he wasn't respecting the body. Those body shots didn't take long. It was mm-hmm. that one round he landed like four what or five. Four? Yeah. Total. And then, you know, it was over from there. Yep. That Those was were like good, solid body shots. Perfect. Perfectly placed. Like right underneath the ribs. Right yep. right where you lose your fucking breath. Where, yep. you know, that, that feeling where like somebody sucked that fucking air out of you. And then you open up the head. Yep. And he fucking... He... 
worked like Stipe worked perfect. That was such a great combination. It was a great fucking way to move that in, and it, you could tell the second by about the second half of the second round, you could see that he was starting to figure DC out a little bit. Like you could tell he's yeah, starting he to won, box more. Whatever round he won in, he won the round before too. It was second, second, yeah, the second round was. So he won the third, is when he. I think the fight ended. As far as I remember, anyways, and no, he, I uh, think it, it might have been the fourth. Or fifth. Was it the fourth? Yeah, I think it was the fourth. It didn't go five rounds. I know. That. I think DC took the first two, and then I thought Stipe. Maybe it was four. Took yeah, three, right. and then he knocked him out in four. Yeah, you're right because that was uh, they were they did end up going to championship rounds. I remember them saying that. And actually, I never even thought about that. But like last time those two fought, he had just fought in Ghana in Boston, where Ray was at. Yeah, they were mentioning that on commentary and how he was probably um, his head probably still wasn't right. From taking it, a bunch of shots. It's true, especially when you get hit as hard as fucking Francis Ngannou hits. Because if you think about it, DC caught him good and knocked him out, and he caught him good a bunch of times in this fight and didn't knock him out. He only looked he looked wobbly like once yeah. in the first round, but I also I chalked that up to nerves. I chalked that up to him fucking just being like anxious. Yeah. Especially because, like I think he knows how good he is, and I think he knows especially how how good of a boxer he is. There's not very many fighters in the UFC that are that good at boxing. I never th- when I think of him I don't think of him as like some superstar great fighter mm-hmm. and then you look at who he's beat and you're like oh shit he's yep. fucking beat everybody yeah I, I honestly I, I who the fuck else unless Jones goes up who else yeah. is there yeah maybe they'll bring back fucking uh, Anthony Johnson to go heavyweight that'd be a good fight because they both heavy handed hitters you know punchers but I, I still think he takes Anthony Johnson yeah, he does he's big he's a lot bigger yeah I I just don't see. So like now this is here's what's more interesting. What are they gonna do now? Are they gonna fucking Brock has to be involved somewhere? Because who else is Stevie gonna fight? Yeah, Engano again, which Engano's looked good since he had that real bad Derek Lewis fight, mm-hmm. and ever since then he like he he figured it out and he started training again. Like I think the that heavyweight was division point. is so weird. I mean they showed most wins in heavyweight history and it was some I don't even remember who it was, but he has like five. Like, oh, they that just was, don't stick around long. Somebody has six. That's what it was. Six. six wins, and he's tied for fifth with uh, Tim Sylvia, and then there's f- uh, four is um, Stipe, right? No, 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 no. Stipe's tied at f- with five. With um, Stipe's tied at five wins, and then the fuck is his name? Brown Pride. It had Kane, four. Kane had four. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just the the heavyweight division. Like guys just don't stick around long. There's guys in UFC that had a fucking 30 wins in UFC yet there's no heavyweight with more than six yeah like they just they don't last long and the other thing too is like there's there's never really been like a standout phenomenal fucking heavyweight fighter and every time they think they're gonna have one they feel like Cain Velasquez is one of the tragic tales because he could have been yeah one of the best ever of all time and for some reason injury prone or whatever fuck man uh at one point junior dos santos looked like he was gonna be that guy that fucking failed miserably then uh yeah lesnar i mean lesnar was good but i mean you know then i always thought Kator was kind of a joke as a heavyweight he's not really a heavyweight he's more of a light heavyweight that could just fill that body well i mean you're probably not gonna get ever get that heavyweight because those guys are just too big, and one little shot knock knock you out. Yeah, the other the problem is the heavyweight division's too vast. Yeah, they, for sure. They should they should narrow that down. They should make two two twenty five. Yep, they should make a two twenty five, and then a two two thirty like, to two sixty five. Yeah, that thirty pound weight difference. Because think about when fucking Brock was fighting; he had to cut thirty pounds to get yeah. to two sixty five. Right. So you're talking a man that walks around at two eighty five to three hundred pounds of 
pure muscle, yeah. has better cardio than almost every one of those guys, is an absolute genetic fucking freak. Yeah, he's sauced up, but it's, he's still a fucking genetic freak. Last thing I thought I was going to see Ray come around the corner with is a little fucking ice pop. Um, <laughs> but like his microphone. It does. I mean, f- uh, then you have Overeem, you know, but Overeem wasn't a heavyweight until he got all sauced up. Yeah. He was a fucking light heavyweight. He was naturally around 215 or so is when he looked his best when he was in K1. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and then you have guys like Fader who never made it there. And I, I've said that till it's blue in the face. I never really believed the Fader hype anyways. I always thought they were padding his stats. because. Well, was, I think he would have done fine in his era in UFC, but he wouldn't do fine now. Yeah. Even if he was younger. I agree. He's not a very big guy. No. He's he, not. If he if he got in shape, he's a light heavyweight. Yeah. He's 205 all day. Yep. yep. And he just never, never really did that. No. I mean, there's really not. I mean, there's not a lot. DC was probably the closest thing that they've ever had to like. And DC spent most of his time in light heavyweight because at the time, yeah. and he only had a couple wins in heavyweight. So, yeah, I mean, before he got to UFC, yeah, he was, yeah. He, was the, he won that fucking yeah. tournament or whatever, and he was always kind of an underdog. People just always looked at him like he was a fat tub of shit, but he's truthfully he's like one of the most highly decorated fighters of all time mm-hmm. with the win and the the medal and shit. He's phenomenal, you know. I I hope Jones goes up. I, I don't see what else you can do with the division. There's really nobody there. He's beat everybody. Might as well just drop it and move up. I think he, he wants. It, I think he wants one more light heavyweight because he wants that like to be like the unanimous de- defenses or something. And then I think he's gonna go. Yeah. But him against Stipe would be fucking insane. That would be a great fight. I don't think Stipe has much of a chance, but it would be fun to see. I he's, think it would be good. He's too busy picking fights with Chelsea. Oh, I saw that yesterday. That's some fucking horse shit, huh? What the fuck are they doing? Are they just arguing back and forth or something on Twitter or whatever? I saw it, but I didn't bother reading it. What a fucking joke. At least it was a good UFC for once. Yeah, though, I mean, I didn't see the other fights. I didn't it, either. I mean, I did, but that I saw Action Bronson matter. or whatever it is. That was okay. Action Bronson? Isn't that his name? Fucking Bronson. Fucking guy. Action Bronson's a rapper. Is that a wrestler? And Bron- He's a rapper. And Bronson. Oh, Derek Brunson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was his fucking <laughs> UFC name or whatever. Derek Brunson. Jesus Christ, Ray. <laughs> I don't know. What do we have to uh, look forward to uh, in the future here? Are there some UFC? UFC I think on my birthday, there's a good fight, I think. Uh, Khabib? Is that 252? Yeah, Khabib and somebody else. I don't know what else is going up after that. Who knows? So much shit going on in UFC. Yeah, we'll have to figure out next week. Yeah. And the next Tonight and tomorrow, we'll have to go back and forth to figure that out. Uh, excuse me. The the wedding I'm going to is in like rain not random um, Rehoboth I think so it's only like fucking 40 I can't tell away. the world precisely how much I hate fucking weddings did you go yeah you went to one yesterday give us a little review there Steve oh it was a wedding and it blew and I hated every second of it the end good good times yeah you were home early enough to watch the fights it seems I left at nine specifically to go watch the fights because <laughs> it was an hour drive home where was it. Uh, Richmond, almost an hour. Okay. Was it a family member or something? Uh, not really, but technically, yeah, yeah, yeah. family friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I'm wedding out. Like, I I used to have fun at him for a little while, and then like now I kind of like no offense to anybody. This isn't gonna come out for like two weeks now, anyways. But like anybody that's into weddings, man. Like me and Kristen, we've talked about it a few times. If we ever got married, it's gonna be just a big part. Like I already told her, I'm like, we're just gonna go 
some destination, go do our thing, yeah. have one fucking person apiece, and then just we'll have a big party when we I get just home. don't like them because the people that I'm going there for are all busy to fucking talk to. So yeah. I'm just sitting there with fucking people I don't know. Yep. So I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Yep. Did they uh, stick you at a table where like you were with fucking just like people you don't want to talk to? Um, no. Well, those people I didn't know, but uh, my friend James was there too, but he was obviously busy since it was his brother. So I know was, who James is. I know. But nobody else does. But I know. I know you know. But I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Well, would you fuck like to? You. Would you care to explain it to me? It's his friend James. The end. Nice. Does he ever waffle stomp shits? Hey, well. he has a friend named James. Facts. 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 His James's brother is named Matt. Facts. Facts. I'm glad I brought that to the show because now forever it's gonna go. Facts. Facts. I mean, if you want, I can probably break out a quick Alex Jones impression, but I'll save that for next time. I I'd rather hear your fill. My fill's good. Right now, I'd be able to do it because I lost my voice a little bit singing uh, the other night of Bleeding Through, but I can't I see it. Like, I can't. I'm not good on the spot. The Alex Jones thing, I've been. I've Fuck been you, motherfucker. You make me sing Anal Lust in the fucking tune of Lemmy. Yeah, it was gold. It was, it was pure gold. And all I'm asking you is to do a little fill? I don't know. There's got to be context for me to do fill, though, because it's like. Hey, brother, uh, you, uh... Throw that joint up on stage, brother. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did, did you ever hear the, the Phil story where he thought I called him a pussy? That no. was That was... He stopped the show, and he goes, he goes, what? Did you just call me? And I went, I said, nothing. He goes, did you just call me a pussy boy? And I'm like, no. I said, eating pussy, eating. He goes, oh, eating pussy. Oh, yeah, I do that shit every every night before, uh, not every morning before breakfast. Good for the vitamins and uptake. And uh, that was fucking, that was his, because he was talking about like, he was talking about fucking like smoking weed and drinking was a down show, I think, or a super joint show. And I said, he was like, yeah, you know, you got to smoke your weed and fucking drink your booze and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I was like, yeah, and eating pussy. He goes, what'd you just call me? And I'm like, oh my God. I was like, no, I didn't call you. But like, I was so scared. And like, dude, legit, like. It felt like uh, you ever see a movie where like a spotlight goes on somebody and then the crowd just walks away from them because yeah. nobody wanted any part of it, and he's got that real fucking dark like Phil and Selmo look to his eyes and he puts his head down and you can't see his eyes because his forehead covers him up and gives you that shadow look and he goes, "Boy, did you just call me a pussy?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, I didn't. No, please, I, please, sir, don't hurt me." Like one time, fucking terrifying. Uh, First ROH show ever in Boston. This is like 2000. This is when Punk got pissed at you guys? No, no, this is like 2002. It's fucking main event, AJ Styles, low key, fucking, of course, fucking USWF crew's there. So Kevin fucking says something. Low key fucks up a spot. Oh, God. Fucking low key, just like immediately. Fucking death stare right in the direction. And it's like you said, like, once you know, like, oh, yeah. everybody just like, just like, we eat. Yeah, oh, yeah. Eek, eek, eek. Like everybody just starts hightailing out of there. Like they want no part of that shit. The punk thing was, uh, it was at the uh, Zero One show. And for some reason, I think fucking they were chanting my name. Like fucking, like, yeah. Because like I was on the other end. Yeah. And they're all chanting my name and fucking just like, punk just goes, who the fuck is Gary? And I go, <laughs> oh, it's me. That's awesome. Yeah, that was the day fucking we went up with Brian and fucking um, you guys were talking about fucking was it David Ickle? Ike. Ike. Yeah, yeah. And he kept calling him David Ickle or yeah. something. And we kept making fun of him. Ah, Juice. Ray hung out with Juice last night. I did. I told him to, to have him cut a promo for the show today, and he goes, "We'll see." 
The fuck, Ray? I what do you w- wait for this fucking show? I thought it w- I thought it would have been fucking funny for him to like get Juice to cut a promo for the show, and we would have played it and have you guys be surprised by it. Yeah. But uh, you know, never happens. Ray, Sorry, Ray, guys. Ray's too fucking cool for that. You know, so too cool for school, Ray. You know, too fucking cool. Just like he's too fucking cool to offer people ice pops. There's a freezer. Get That's- off your fat ass. Thanks, thanks Ray. I-, I would love a delicious ice pop. Yeah. He would. Yeah. Thanks, Ray. Right there, buddy. Yep. Fuck, man. We used to get grapes. Now we don't even get often freeze pops. <laughs> you want a freeze pop? I don't want a freeze pop. I would have wanted some you, grapes. This should put you in a sugar coma right here. You know what? They do sell sugar-free popsicles, so maybe they invest in something. Yes, they do. I said these are not. Yeah, those are not. Those but are maybe, nothing but sugar. Maybe you should invest in some. Fuck, man. Shut your mouth. No. We used to get grapes. We used to get grapes. We're getting nothing now. <laughs> I had some fucking grape soda yesterday, some grape crush. Blame that on the school. My department. poop is now like green. It's weird. I don't. I don't quite know why. You ever eat like something uh, that turns your shit blue or yeah, something? Yeah, like when you get the fucking old uh, fruit punch from the fucking gas stations at Dairy Mart or whatever <laughs> the fuck it is. No, the and best was like, like the, the, blue, the dollar the blue jugs. Punch, yeah, yeah. And then the next day you're shitting fucking purple and green and blue yeah. or whatever, and you're like, Do I have cancer? Fucking. <laughs> yeah, remember, you remember the fucking Burger King Black Whopper? Yeah, it's Dude, nasty. I would oh, I, not eat that. I, I had that, and then like the next day, I forgot that I had it, and like Your my shit's sh- just black. My right? shit was black, and I'm like, <laughs> like I'm googling like I'm at WebMD, like feces black, and then I'm like, oh fuck, I had the Burger King fucking black Steve. burger. Sure, I'm a I, I like the green myself. I'll, I'll take I'll, a red. Yeah, yeah. Th- thanks, Ray. Yeah, now that he was peer pressured into offering up his freeze pops. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't want to do it before. Oh, quick shout out. We used to do this when we first started the show, but we don't do that anymore because we move away from things that, whatever. But I'll give a quick shout out to a local restaurant, uh, Axelrod's uh, Fry Shack. It's fucking good stuff, man. Go check it out if you're in Warwick, Rhode Island. Pretzel rods? No, no pretzel rods. But it's a little slider burgers. They're good for what they are. Um, the fries, they have like specialty fries. And I should have known when I was looking at it, and I was like, "Oh, eight dollars for a fry!" Like an intense <laughs> freeze pops. Why are they so small? Oh my god! Right? What are the they, fuck? Dude? Are they are they name brand freeze pops? <laughs> the Warheads. Oh what? Oh, what an asshole! I knew I could tell you guys. <laughs> what a fucking asshole! <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's a fucking ten year old kid and he just went and got ice cream from the fucking the ice cream man and got like a a warhead and gave it to his little brother and was like, Yeah, have this gumball. He's, yeah. So well, he saw my face he went, Yeah. <laughs> well it's like fucking when you would get those novelty um jelly beans and you would fucking oh, I love those. We eat them at my house for oh, you. Yeah. You'd give yep. uh, you have uh, the fucking person all the shit yeah, ones. Fucking stinky socks and fucking milk cheese. We do the oh wow, Ugh. this is intense, dude. Holy shit, green apple. Yeah, I think it's blue raspberry. I don't know what that is. Probably cherry or Probably. something. <laughs> it's fucking it's tart as shit. That's for sure. Yeah, so axle rods, good stuff. Um, the little sliders are good. I did learn something. Oh. If you're hungry. I sell them in three packs, or it's like three, six, nine, whatever. And they're just little sliders that put them on like nice rolls. The burgers aren't very big. They're, like kids will do with them. Or if you just like snack, almost like um, White Castle burgers from what I've heard. I've never actually had White Castle, but similar to that. 
But you can do like a double meat one. So like the three pack with just regular burger, they put this stuff called axle um, axle grease on it. It's like a chipotle like mayo kind of. It's fucking real good. And you can either do like the you know three axle sliders or three axle sliders with cheese, and it's like three ninety nine or something for three, which they're worth it. Or you can do like double meat ones, and that's five ninety nine. Or you can do like the works one, and it's got like lettuce and pickle and you know. And then they do um, shakes, and then they do like just regular fries, or you can do like specialty fries. And I, I probably should have realized when the, when I saw the eight dollar price tag for the fries that it was gonna be like eight dollars worth of fries. But I was like, I haven't been here yet. Like the burgers are cheap. Like I got a three pack of burgers just to try them, and I was only like three bucks or something. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck it, let me get them El Camino fries, the chili cheese fries, dude. It like I'm telling you, I sat in my truck and I ate a bunch of them, and then I was like, I gotta eat these burgers. So I ate the burgers while they were hot. Ate a little bit more. Like, I, it looked like I didn't even eat one. It was that fucking dense. I got home. I ate a cup more. Later on, gave like four or five big spoonfuls to my dog, Spenny. Still had a bunch left. Rosie ate the rest. Of I mean, it was like, dude, eight bucks worth of fries. That was beyond what it was worth. And they have like a bunch of really cool sounding fries too. Like, they have like a queso and cheese one. They have a poutine fries one with like brown gravy. They have some, I like, saw somebody one. post one. It was ice cream on top of fries. It was like a vanilla ice cream. That's different. That's not just a regular fry. That's one of the, the snack things. They're not regular fries. They're like, I think they're like fried dough fries or something or something like that. But yeah, they do have like a spit, like a dessert fry thing. We have uh, like oh, they have buffalo shakes. chicken and shit like that too. Yeah, yeah, they got t- uh, tenders and stuff. Again, burgers are good. Like it's a quick snack or like um. Like if you're with kids, or if you're like you know, if you just if you're drunk, if you're just looking for something to snack on, you can go get like a ten piece McNugget from Burger King, and they taste like shit. Or literally right next door, you can go get a three pack of little burgers, and they fucking at least taste like they're handmade burgers. They're delicious as shit. You're not going there to get full off of just the burgers, unless you get like the you know like the double meat ones. I would yeah. imagine probably fill you up. If you got yourself a six pack of them. That'd probably give you put a nice dent in your stomach, and you're still only walking out with like paying like seven bucks or six bucks. So or something. it's basically RI's little version of White Castle. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's a cool little place. They did a good job with the way they set everything up and the pricing of everything is is pretty legit. You know, is it still just the drive up like the old spot was, or is it drive up, or you can walk up, or you can order online and they bring it out to you, and you can sit and eat it like they have two little car hop spots. But it's, I might stop on the way home, get some buffalo chicken and a fucking big ass thing of fries. Try it out because the regular, just their French fries, they they put like seasoning on them, and that's only like two ninety nine. If you get like a three pack of burgers and fries and a soda, it's like I think like six bucks or something. Or you can do a specialty fry, and the fucking specialty fries are like legit, dude. Like I'm telling you, the fucking El Camino fries. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd do that again because they were really rich. Like the chili was really rich, but. I would definitely like to try. I love brown gravy and fries, so I'm very interested to try the poutine fries. I'm very. I love queso, so I love. I would think I would like the queso fries because the guy that owns it owns a fucking. It used to be a taco shop, so it's the same queso. The fuck with the fries that somebody tried last night at Dairy Queen? Is that poutine fries? Is that what they do? Poutine's got gravy, cheese curds. Cheese curds, yeah. Cheese curds. That's what it was. They were cheese curd fries. They have uh, the same thing. Wow. Holy shit. Dude, what the fuck? It's like because my throat was sore too from going to that show the other night. That'll wake you up. Yeah, it woke me up all right. Wow. Hmm. Oh my God. Why do you drink that? Even worse. I'm gonna. I can't wait. (laughs) 
Oh, wow. Oh. It's not even that sour. It, like, hurts your fucking... It hurts your face. It's too funny. Jesus Christ, that's so much fucking flavor, dude. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think... Let me see that Steve. I'll chuck that. I think I want... I think I just talked myself into trying fucking... Little slide up shop again when I leave here. <laughs> it might happen. I think I might just get a thing of poutine fries. That does sound good. Dude, I'm telling you, like I've never had fries with gravy. Fries oh. with ooh. Oh. oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Poutine fries, amazing. I've never had poutine with cheese curds. I've never done that. But when I worked at Greenwood Inn, I was a line cook or on a steam table. And their brown gravy, their turkey gravy is fucking fantastic. I can imagine dipping them in some like a nice au jus sauce or whatever would be good too. Something like that, but au jus is literally just thin. thin. That's not gravy though. But it's That's still different. got good flavor to it. Yeah, but it's not the same thing. Brown no, gravy. No, I get what you're saying. Like brown a thick gravy. brown gravy. Yeah. I'm going to give you some fucking baby gravy. Go fucking Hold just your face, go bitch. order some french fries and then just a big old tub of fucking brown gravy from KFC. I would sop that shit up. Yeah. I love their fucking gravy, dude. I can't get enough of that shit. I love that stuff, man. That is good. No, no, you know what they got to do next? Deep fried biscuits. Interesting. I don't think it's been done. Well, probably I'm sure at, it's been done. Probably at some sort of fucking fair. I'm sure but. it's been done. There's there's fairs that if you go to the they deep fry everything. No, nope. I was just gonna say no. What we should do this year, even though we've tried, we've said a million things that we should do. I've never been to the Big E before, and I've always wanted to go. Have you guys ever been there? No. What oh, is the, it? Like the. The, like, um, Springfield, Mass. It's like yeah, it's, a big fucking world fair kind of it's thing. It's kind of like the fucking Washington County Fair type of thing. Times 100, though. Yeah. yeah. They, they have like big ass fucking bands and shit play there all the time. Yeah, it's huge. It's a huge. Washington County Fair is going on right now, actually. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I see that. That's something I, I do like once every five years just yeah, to say too. that I did it. I can't go all the time. It's it's a money pit and it's, it's the same shit every year. So you're like, all right, I can only eat that country food like once in a while. <clears throat> now, the Big E is like. It's pretty much mainly food. Like, it's all kinds of food. And they, people come in from all over the country to make food for this thing. Fuck you. You just gave these motherfucking, like, airhead fucking shit by surprise. And I'm fighting. And, and you give me the disgust look? <laughs> the best, the best was Ray's fucking face looking at us eating the fucking pops. Like, well, he was, he literally just transformed into, like, a 13-year-old. Well, what's funny is he ate that one in front of us and had no reaction that it was a fucking, like. He ate two of them. Yeah. Two of them in front of us. Yeah. I never in my life looking at watching didn't, him eat them. Never would have thought didn't that they were sell it sour. once. It's like somebody that eats that that can handle hot food really good, and they fucking I'm gonna hit, hit yeah, this again. Fine. I fucking they can handle hot food really good. Like I'm good at that with with Kristen. Like I, she can't handle spice at all. Right? Paprika's too fucking spicy for her, and it's not spicy. So like I we, me and her went fucking eating wings like two or three weeks ago. We had like a, a random date night or whatever. We went to Wing Tour Wednesday. And I talked her into getting, because we had a couple drinks before we went. So I, I talked her, I talked to, talked her into getting hot for teach, which is the second right. hottest wing on the on the fucking thing. <clears throat> and because uh, they do it right, their buffalo sauce, like you ever go like Hooters back in the day, had Three Mile Island, and it tasted like metal, like it wasn't a good taste. It was fucking terrible. No, this stuff that's hot is also tasty. I said some nice yeah. habanero uh, mango wings from the place right up the road. Pretty yeah, good. A good habanero mango is fucking delicious. Yeah. What place? Uh, wings Heaven. Yeah, it's right, up, it's right up here on the left. Yeah. What? Yep. Yeah. Where? A, if you go right, right, you know, after, like right um, after the light where Wendy's is, there's, yeah. uh, there's the like shitty, a strip mall. The shitty little fucking uh, Chinese place. What is it? I can't even think of the name. The one of at the right end. Now. My Thai, not my Thai. No, it's, I know what you're talking, talking about. about. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, the wings haven't. Some of the foods hit or miss, but the wings are pretty decent. I've had them a couple times now. <clears throat> yeah. So 
What I was saying was, so I, I, I fucking ordered a couple. Now, like, I always get the Cowboys from Hell, which are the spicy buffet. You, <coughs> excuse me. And she likes a couple different ones that she likes. So we get them, and I was like, oh, we gotta, we gotta do it. Even if you don't have one, I'm just in the mood to try something spicy. I've been watching a lot of hot ones. So we get our two orders of her favorite kind, which is uh, the sweet child of mine, which is um, uh, spicy chai, Thai chili sauce, which is. Dude, if you've never had their fucking their sauce for that, they do vegan wings too. By the way, I think so. Yeah, I know. I've been there. I've only been there a couple of times, and I, I don't usually. I love it, but I don't venture off of. I think my favorite is like Welcome to the Jungle, which is their basic. Like, basic, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's like their just basic, mild. Yeah, buffalo. it's like it's like the bottom of the barrel. Like fucking, this is the. Are you not good with spicy food? No, all this shit's good. Even the bottom of the barrel stuff is tasty. Yeah. Would you do? Would you do that like our own version of the hot ones thing? We should. We should get. We should get a couple. We should. We've been talking about it for a while. We should. And there's that. Dude, there's fucking all kinds of podcasts and stuff have done it because and it's if such you're a not big deal. Good with hot food. It's that much good. funnier. I'm, that's not, the point. I'm not good with hot food. At that's all. why it's funny. I'm like, actually just starting to like, you know, pop with hot food. Like I like hot I love food it. a lot. You know, picture picture the Dumb and Dumber scene. Yeah, that's yeah. why with, it's with gonna the, be funny. With then. the mustard. Yeah, that, it's gonna that, be funny. That, that's me. We can. Yeah. We we got to do it then. Yeah. We got it. We're gonna have to do that. We'll yeah. probably have to do that soon. I would imagine. Maybe yeah. we can plan that. We can get him some vegan wings. Some we, we should do it outside. Like one of the days we do it at your house. Yeah, yeah. And we'll do. We'll we'll cook him in the air fryer. I'll get some fucking real boys. We'll do like I got a couple sets of like the real ones. I'm just cooking the way I would normally cook them. I'll just cook them plain, and then we can just uh, douse them in the fucking the hot sauce and just spin them real quick. Mm-hmm. You throw them back. You, what you do is you you dunk them in that, and then you can either throw them back in the air fryer real quick, so it kind of like solidifies or you can just eat them like that but yeah I would love to do that we can just do like five or something you know maybe we'll order a hot sauce or something I have a couple I think at my house too this is- Bath and Beyond has a bunch of the ones that Hot Ones uses oh nice we'll have to look into that I'd be interested into it. I'll actually take a look at it. Maybe I'll grab one or two. You know, we'll do like a sriracha wing, and then which is like bottom of the barrel and then I can make I know how to make my own buffalo sauce I do with just straight up, you know, uh, Frank's Red Hot and, uh, and butter. You just so. take basically household ingredients, make it as hot yeah. as you want. Well, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> like I'll make I'll make a, a standard buffalo sauce. Yeah. That way, that'll be our our test or whatever, a neutral one. And then I'll do like a sriracha, and then we can go from there. Like we can do a sweet Thai chili, and then we can kind of ramp it up, and then get like one of those ones that are just Carolina Reaper. Damn, now yeah. I want some boneheads. Bro, I'm fucking. I usually get war pigs. War pigs is good. I like that. I like. Uh, I love, um, fuck, there was some some teriyaki one that I had last night. Amber's good. That's a um, honey mustard buffalo. That's real fucking good. Um, you ever get the Twisted Sister nachos, the pulled pork and yes. fucking buffalo chicken? Bro, yes. fuck, man. That's some, they make really good barbecue sauce. Yeah. Um, all right, so, yeah, back to what I was saying was I talked Kristen into trying one, and I remember, like, I ate the first one, and I can handle it, but, like, man, it hot as fuck and I'm like oh yeah it's not that bad just trust me it tastes like buffalo because it does taste like buffalo like yeah. she likes when I make buffalo sauce at home because it's just regular buffalo like it's not spicy you know and fucking uh, I remember like <laughs> her button like getting one bite into it she's like wow this is really good and then like then it, it kicks in and then all of a sudden like you can fucking see the person's face get all like shitty that's kind of how that just happened I'm done uh, alright we wrapping this pick up I'm, I'm hungry now yep alright show's over facts <laughs> the facts. facts. Anybody have any final thoughts? Pet Cemetery was still terrible. Okay. I accept that. Peace. Bye. You know what's good? Joe Walsh's book. Go to our Facebook page.
Yeah. Three dudes and cold brews. We should probably do that be- at the beginning. Huh? Facebook. Yeah, for the for the two people that are listen. Hey, Joe. At this Walsh point, yeah. And 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 Mike, make sure you guys go to our Facebook page. At the beginning, though, we have people that listen to the first hour and a half or so. Hey, music talking. Stonewall told me he's a big fan of the podcast until the music. And I said, that's why I we said, do an hour and a half. Of you know what I first. said? So am I. <laughs> All right. Peace. Bye.